The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. This is Speedball Mike Bailey. You're listening to Keeping It Strong Style. Yes. Yo, this is Rich Ladder from One Nation Radio. This is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. We present to you the Ace of Podcasts, Keeping It Strong Style. Let's go. It's the Ace of Podcasts, Keeping It Strong Style. Covering New Japan, they ready to hold it down. Jeremy Donovan and the young boy Josh. Come and hit a job out in Barrio the Frost. From Tokyo Dome over to the G1. Social Suplex is the network where we can get it done. I'm a chiller. And let them have it Cause this is just an intro Keeping the strong style Six stars from the get-go, boy Yeah, from Tampa Bay to the Tokyo Dome This is Keeping It Strong Style With your hosts, Jeremy Donovan And the young boy, Joshua Smith And thank you for listening Welcome to Keeping It Strong Style The Ace of Podcasts On the Social Suplex Podcast Network Jeremy Dalman here with the young boy Josh Smith and Chris Samsa. On today's show, we will preview World Tag League and cover all this news in the world of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Please support our show by subscribing and following the Social Suplex Podcast Network or keeping it strong style on the podcast app of your choice and leaving a rating and review. You can also get all the podcasts over at socialsuplex.com. Check out our Pro Wrestling Tea store, prowrestlingtees.com slash socialsuplex. That's where you can get your official Keeping It Strong style t-shirt. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider making a one-time or monthly donation by visiting socialsuplex.com slash donate and click on the donate button under the Keeping It Strong style logo. Josh, Chris, how you guys doing? The Dream Team is back together, and uh, yeah, I haven't done a podcast in a while, so I'm happy to be here with you guys. Yeah, it's good yes. to have you, man. That's going. <laughs> Josh, Josh is sad. Josh is very, very upset that I've, I've joined the, the, the show today. Well, actually, I, I didn't know you were going to until yesterday, and um, yeah, yeah, Jeremy's like, Samson's <laughs> joining us, and I was like, for what? And he's like, to, to preview the World Tag League. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that makes well, sense. Well, I mean, guess. here, I'll, I'll, I'll just I'll lift, the, lift the curtain. Jeremy messaged me yesterday. and was like, hey, could you do Keeping It Strong Style tomorrow? And I was like, man, I got a lot going on. I'm not, I'm not in podcasting mode. I uh, have a lot happening in, 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 my, in my real life and the room that I'm sitting in right now was like full of all sorts of boxed goods and laundry. And I like, I literally haven't sat at this desk probably since the G1. So I was like, ah, it's kind of short notice. And then the news about Kevin came out that he's, he's done. Right. And Kevin's my boy. So I, I had told Jeremy that I, I don't think I could swing it, but maybe next week or we, we had actually planned on next week. And I was like, and then the news about Kevin came out and I was like, I should, to have a chat about this because he's been really important to me. So, um, you know, I, I thank you guys for, uh, you know, making the space on the on the digital chat here. Um, so, but also to preview World Tag League, which I am unironically excited for. 
um, as opposed to most years when I am ironically excited for <laughs> World Tag League. So, um, so I guess it, it, you know, the fate aligned, and and here we are, uh, ready to chat. Uh, the only thing wrestling. though is you picked the wrong podcast because. Yes, we'll give you the platform to say how you feel, but Kevin's never going to listen to this. He only listens to Jcast. No, <laughs> precisely, which is why I can be honest. <laughs> I can't can't be running in on Jcast. People actually listen to that. <laughs> oh man, I gotta I gotta I gotta keep it prim and proper when I talk when I'm there. You know, just like they do. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man. Those prim and proper super Jcast boys. But I do know that uh, you know, new friend of New Japan, Walker Stewart, is listening to almost everything. Um, trying to get involved in the communities. So I'm I would imagine if we if we get a link up, he might uh might drop his ears on it. Yeah. Walker, do your, do do yourself a favor, drop the other pods, save yourself the time. <laughs> use use that extra time to do, you know more beneficial things to your for your career in Japan. This is the only show you need to be listening to. The smartest guys in the room with the hot takes. Yeah, with the Never sure if you're going to put yourself over or self-deprecate. So, I'm not <laughs> sure where you were headed with that. Oh uh, yeah, I've been uh, chatting up Walker. I think we're going to have him on the show uh sometime soon. Uh but yeah, he's been uh, killing it on commentary, doing great stuff and you know, he we have a social suplex connection to him. He's a uh, Friends of our boy Floyd Johnson, host of All Things Elite. They've done some commentary work together in the Oklahoma scene. Nice. So, I mean, it, it's Destin. He's, he's a social suplex guy. There you go. The inside track. You finally, you can finally <laughs> get the commentary guess. <laughs> well, I mean, we've actually had like pretty much everybody else. We've had Rocky. We've had Chris Charlton. Like, yep. Got you. Ma- Mavs. Yeah, we had Mavs, Mavs Gillis. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm the ghost commentator, so, you yeah. know. Yeah, that's pretty much it, right? Well, I guess uh, it's Gina. Jeremy was interviewed by Liger once. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's you, true, yeah. <laughs> you got to go back and get Matt Stryker. Maybe maybe mm. we can land a JR. Yeah, I know he's, uh, he's home recovering right now, yeah. He's got nothing better to do, right? Yeah. What would that conversation <laughs> love to talk. Like? <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> It'd probably be great, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> I'd uh, listen. I don't understand the strong style, gentlemen. What, what's this fighting spirit? <laughs> He's just still mad at Jay White. <laughs> no, honestly, like, there's, I know that there's a lot of things he did wrong when he was, like, commentating for New Japan, but the one thing that's always in, like, been left in my brain and I can't get rid of it is during the match between Ibushi and Nakamura when he was calling the, his first card. And Nakamura is like standing there and he's like taking shots from Ibushi and he's no selling them. And like JR's like, yeah, mm, ooh, that's tough. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? Like, he needs Vince in his ear. Like, this is not good. <laughs> oh, man. That was a great show, though. Yeah, yeah. it was. Well, uh, we're going to kick off the show. Um, Talking about Kevin Kelly. So, you know, the official press release came out from NJPW1972.com that uh, Kevin Kelly would be effective immediately uh, leaving the commentator desk for uh, English coverage for New Japan. 
Uh, New Japan announced that uh, he will not call Wrestle Kingdom 18 and New Year's Dash in January, which was the original plan for uh, his swan song and to, uh, you know, leave on the high note there. Uh, so due to family commitments, he's not going to be doing that. And effective immediately, uh, he's uh, no longer with the company. Also, he's doing uh, commentary for Collision for AEW on Saturday nights. But yeah, end of an era here of Kevin Kelly and commentating. So it's going to open it up. I guess, Chris, we'll start with you. Uh, since you've worked so closely with him, you know, what are your, your thoughts on, from this announcement? So, yeah, of course. So, um, I think when we look back at Kevin's time with, with New Japan, I think we'll, we'll realize how important he was to kind of growing and building this community, just even just via social media and being a real believer in the product and a real believer in, um, you know, what New Japan was bringing to, to professional wrestling. And I, I think, it, you know, the fan base has wavered on, on you know, how, how much they enjoy Kevin's commentary and Kevin's style has evolved over the years um, in, in regards to his approach to it. But big match, Kevin Kelly, big show, Kevin Kelly was just on a different level. And, and when New Japan was really operating at that level, Kevin was the perfect announcer for New Japan, right? Like he would hit the mark every show. I mean, I just remember that 2019 G1 and the 2018, you know, all the big stuff in 2018 with Omega and Okada and Tanahashi's rebirth and Ibushi's run, like all these big runs that we're going to remember from kind of our era of New Japan, we're going to remember his voice calling it, I think, because he was the introducer of all these people. And he he was such a great, uh, or he has been such a great storyteller. And a lot of that stuff, he had to dig in and find on his own. And he was a guy who was willing to dive in and do that um, and, and meet with wrestlers and talk to people and get a vibe on what was going on and pay attention to what people were talking about. And, you know, also like use resources that are made available to him. I mean, like I tagged Kevin in a tweet during the 2019 G1 and I was like, Hey, this is kind of neat. This is this neat little thing that I came up with. Like, take a look. Let me know if it's, if you find it useful. And like from there, it turned into like, Hey, could you look at this? Or like, what about this? And then, then it became me studying what Kevin or Chris or all the other different commentators like find to be important. And, you know, then, it, then that's what made my work tick. And it's given me this lane in this, in this space. And, you know, I obviously have mostly Kevin to, to thank for that. And then, I, I, you know, I consider Kevin a friend now and we've, we've gotten breakfast, we've gotten hot dogs, you know, a lot of handshakes. Um, so, <laughs> you know, I, I owe, I owe a lot of my role in this community to Kevin. Um, and then also like connecting me with Chris and keeping me with, you know, in the community by connecting me with Walker. Um, and then also like using some of my stuff on AEW, like I, that's so cool, right? Like, I mean, to me, and I think, I hope to the people that appreciate it, and I know that there are people that would rather talk about, you know, anything other than, you know, real, quote unquote, real sports stuff in their pro wrestling. But, you know, I think that there's a lane for it. And, um, you know, it's been really fun for me over the last four and a half years. And, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm just happy to have, to have met Kevin and, and to know that he's doing, he's leaving New Japan for, for good reason. And he's excited about his role in AEW and it's better for his life and his family. And, you know, I, I think as you as you 
I mean, how many times could you take a 14 hour flight to Japan, especially like during the pandemic and sitting in tiny hotel rooms for two weeks so you can call Wrestle Kingdom like, you know, next to the ring in 2021, like all that stuff. It's both impressive, but you can recognize how draining that would be. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think that there's a lot of sentiments out there on on Twitter. You know, thank you, Kevin, and um, you know, a lot of the wrestlers really appreciate the work that he did to to help their career and and give guidance and advice as a guy who's been around since, God, the '90s, right? '80s, '90s. Yeah. I mean, like he he's been up to it. So. Um, you know, I'm glad that he had this kind of career rebirth through through New Japan because I think he's a valuable asset to any pro wrestling company. So bummed he won't be ringside. I'm excited for my new pal Walker Stewart. I'm excited for um, commentary teams going forward. I think that um, I think there's a lot of transition happening in New Japan, and it's almost a fitting time for Kevin to to step away. And so that kind of this next generation will have a new set of voices telling their story. And I think that that's, it's kind of neat too, right? I mean, I think that Mm. that's, um, I think there's something poetic about that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's very well said, Chris. And I don't, I I won't belabor a lot of the same points that you made because I I feel like you kind of covered the gamut there and did a great job. Um, But one thing that is really great uh, about, Kevin's tenure with the company is that it coincided with, you know, obviously in recent years, yes, there was the the pandemic and everything he did through that. But when you think of the golden era of the boom period, most recently experienced in New Japan, and you think about all those classic Kenny Omega and Okada and Naito and Tanahashi and Kota Ibushi matches and Tomohiro Ishii matches and Shingo matches, and the, the list goes on and on. So many incredible classics with Hiromu and Desperado and you know the list goes on and on and uh, yes there is a team that's attached to it but like the one voice that is most closely associated with this era is Kevin Kelly's voice much in the same way when you think back to like the Attitude Era there's JR much in the same way when you think back to like you know uh Mid-South there's like a you know, I forget the names, but, you know, there's like Gordon Soley and different people like that. Um, Basically, with this product kind of expanding, he is like the definitive voice of that product and and of this generation of that time. And it is exciting that we're going to have a, a, a new experience with a new commentator and a different style and things are evolving. And it does really feel like we're moving into a new era, but, you know, um, you have to thank Kevin. And like you mentioned, not just the fact that he's involved you in the community, but you kind of look at his involvement. I know I was jesting earlier, but like him getting involved with Jcast and with voices of wrestling and their, you know, yearbook projects and everything that, that, that kind of did to kind of build that aspect of the community and, you know, his relationships with uh, different, you know, online presences and Twitter personalities and, you know, kind of, um, just create like fostering that sense of community. And even when there were issues like with um, Bushi road and them, you know, striking down people's uh, gifts and stuff like that. Like, unfortunately he wasn't able to rectify that situation, but he did go to bat for the fans and he did go, go to bat for, you know, people that are in that community. And that's more than you can say for a lot of other people that 
probably wouldn't have done the same thing in his same circumstance or position. So, um, yeah, I, I, I only do regret we were on many occasions supposed to have Kevin come on this show and uh, it never did happen. And now it's like, dang, it's probably not going to happen. <laughs> but um, I, I am, um, you know, I am sad to see him go because I, I really love Kevin Carey's Kevin Carey, Kevin Kelly's commentary. And, uh, you know, it sucks in a certain way, but it is exciting all at the same time. Yeah, I'm definitely going to miss Kevin's work and. Even just thinking back to like Ring of Honor throughout like the early 2010s before he kind of was full time New Japan, like all the great stuff he was doing there with uh, him and Nigel and him and Steve Carino on commentary. Like he's called a lot of great matches over the last like 15 to 20 years between Ring of Honor and New Japan. But yeah, obviously it's just stellar work for New Japan. He's going to be. Like you guys mentioned, like the voice of like the, the golden era when you, you look back at some of these G1s, you know, your Okada Omegas, a lot of these big rivalries, um, you know, his voice is going to be that that iconic voice. And I did get a chance to, to meet him um, during WrestleMania weekend um, in Dallas. Uh, was that two years ago now? Um, and, you know, he knew who I was and, you know, knew keeping a strong style and we chatted and, you know, got a pick and he was super nice and. Yeah, I think he's done a lot to, you know, spread New Japan. I think you know his work has obviously helped podcasts like us grow and get uh, fans invested uh, from from the West into to New Japan and helping tell those stories that you know we didn't always quite get with just the Japanese commentary. Um, so yeah, his work has been amazing. Definitely gonna miss it. Um, yeah, it's definitely it's a it's it's a soundtrack to to, to New Japan Pro Wrestling. And, you know, it's, you know, it's that, that best friend moving away to, you know, a different state, a different school. Um, you know, he's, he's still, he's still here, but, but he, he's not, you know, going to be with us <laughs> all the time. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to miss him on the call, but yeah, again, you know, excited for Walker, but yeah, you know, Kevin has just led us on this journey uh, for, you know, last what, 10 or so years in New Japan for wrestling. And it's, yeah, it's just been, it's been great. I think yeah, of I mean, it more as like a absentee father walking out. Wow! <laughs> just like, wow! Oh, wow. I, I mean, let's 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 give the flowers, right? Best television announcer, Wrestling Observer Newsletter, 2018, 2019, 2022, and best announcer of the decade, 2010s. I mean, like that—that's a lot, right? For for a promotion that, um, you know, until 20 until really kevin showed up in 2015 like didn't really have consistent english commentary right and he mm-hmm. dove in and, and and he was without a doubt the best in the game i mean 2022 that's last year and mm-hmm. he won he won best tv announcer right and like 2022 is not an easy year to call new japan pro wrestling um not that it was bad by any means but we're not talking the peak right we're not talking 2017 2018 right like we're talking the 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 spin out of the pandemic and you know he still kept it together and he brought in voices like gino and and really you can you can hear the development of chris charlton as an announcer yeah through, mm-hmm. you know through kevin's guidance and you know and and, and rocky and you know all those guys and i you know truthfully like the thing i was looking forward to and i think i think there's a lot of people like me the thing i was looking forward to is having you know walker and kevin at the table once once i heard that walker was going over for wrestle kingdom just as that like passing of the torch right but 
you know, the other thing is I think Walker has done such a nice job with specifically his first couple of shows that were actually in Japan, like the, you know, New Japan proper shows that I think Kevin was like, they're good. Like they're, you know, he, I think, you know, my perception is that Kevin cares deeply about the community and the people around it and, 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 and leaving it in good hands. And I know he took that, he took that really seriously. He didn't just leave it up to new Japan to go find a guy, right? He found a guy that, um, they think can grow into the role and, and really excel and really take it for the next, whatever, eight to 10 years and maybe win a couple of wrestling observer newsletter, best TV announcer, you know, gigs. So, um, you know, I think, I think when you know something's in good hands, it's okay to to step away. And and you know, I kind of get it. I some people know uh, I was I was a touring musician for a long time through my my twenties, um, and you know, we never the the group that I was with we had, we had a good run of success. We did a lot of touring. We did a lot of recording and stuff, and we never did a final show. We we just faded right and we just like decided we we probably weren't going to keep doing this right and so i kind of get not wanting that and i don't i don't know that that's exactly the the feeling of the situation but i can understand being okay and saying like all right you guys are good right like we knew kind of the band and the group that was going to kind of take our fan base and continue on with them essentially like we had basically handed them off and we were like all right my our people are still going to have somewhere cool to 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 hang out and have a community right and i think um you know my perception is that kevin gets that right and he's he's okay to just to not make wrestle kingdom this year about him um plus you know who wants to do a 15-hour flight i mean it's (laughs) you know again for like the hundredth time i mean i i can only imagine how many times he's made that flight that's insane um also, too, so, I think, uh, another cool thing, you know, we mentioned Chris Charlton, like him sticking up for Chris. There was a time where hell yeah. Bushi Road or mm-hmm. TV Asai, one of them wanted to remove Chris Charlton from commentary. And I think yeah, him putting his neck out there for Chris and getting him back in the booth. And now, I mean, I, I can't imagine Chris not being there. Like he has grown into a commentator and uh, also helping Walker Stewart. And I thought him and Walker were a great team. And Chris did. Uh, a great job during that Omino Osprey main event. Um, so yeah, Kevin, you know, like you mentioned, Josh sticking up for the fans, sticking up for people in the locker room, his people he's working with. Yeah, great guy. And, and there's a lot of things too that he did that we won't ever know about or ever see. But there's definitely things you can point to. You know, like taking time to re- do like retro recordings for matches that are decades old, like just to have more new content in the middle of the pandemic, stuff like that. Um, those videos that he was narrating for, you know, the, the English portion of YouTube and there's a bunch oh, of the recount, yeah. the recount. Yeah, like the, yeah. the recount. There's, there's been a bunch of things that he's done. And then, um, yeah, I'm sure that there, even just like even the times when he wasn't able to come to Japan, but he would get on the delay and record solo shows in the middle of gymnasiums that nobody gave a fuck about. <laughs> just so we had some English commentary. Waking up to record New Japan Road Night 21. Yeah, I think nothing gave me greater joy than knowing Kevin was going to do solo commentary on like a you know a road to whatever show, right? Because I was like. Just I was wrote. like, 
this is this is my moment right like this is where i you know i was like hey i I, i've said this on other podcasts like i if kevin was doing solo commentary i would intentionally send him everything i could dig up right any stat any anything like those packets were it was just like a data dump because i was like pal you gotta fill the air so here's everything (laughs) i can think of to hopefully help you out because you're talking to nobody and there's no crowd noise for half of these shows because it's all pandemic stuff you know like just wild stuff and just i mean like the the man was in his basement doing live commentary at three in the morning or whatever like that's what the, i'm talking about the yeah. dude went for it <laughs> and and you know what and it wasn't just because it was his job like it was because he he knew people cared right and i think mm-hmm. that um I, there are guys like us who will watch new japan with japanese commentary right like we have i don't think it, anyone on this you know podcast has any issue doing that there are also tons of people who will not watch anything until that english commentary goes up because yeah it's it's easier it's more fun for them like they don't they they want someone to tell them the story and there's nothing wrong with that at all um and, you know and with that said i think that there's a ton of value to to the english commentary existing and i think kevin knew that and i think that that's why he continued on the way he did and i think that that's it's really honorable it's really cool and the man deserves to stay in america for you know more than (laughs) six months straight i mean like he's he's been jet setting around the world and he's um you know he's he's as good as it gets and i you know and i think he's really come into his own in the in the AEW role too and i think hopefully he he has you know he has that for years to come too because i think that he um could play a really key role in in telling their stories too so um you know hat tip to kevin um and and you know my my greatest appreciation to him for kind of giving me a a path in this whole thing yeah big kevin yeah big thanks to kevin for all his work and yeah wishing you the best in your future endeavors um so uh now let's uh kick it over to uh I didn't mean that in the the Dudley. You you just vinced him. You just you just your endeavor, Terry Kelly. The fuck did he ever do to you? Uh, I I forget that that's like so linked with them. Yeah, they don't do that anymore, do they? No, they don't. Yeah, they just let Sean Ross Sapp announce it now. Yeah. No, instead in New Japan, just a black and white graphic shows up. You're like, what the oh. fuck? Honestly, I saw that. So I was in a in a group chat or whatever, a, uh, a pro wrestling group that i'm in and i saw the the you know the line mark the black and white line mark come up and i was like "Uh oh who's sick and i was like oh shit um that was that was my evening last night so and then i tried to you know i tried to put together some verbose tweet and i was just like i don't really know what to say here so the, um, the moment i saw it i was like black and white logo ochre Kevin Kelly's gone ochre. I know what happens with the black and white logo. I've been worked before. You're not going to get me again. New oh, you Japan. think you think he's going to show up at Tokyo Dome? Wait, yeah, it's a hold, fucking work. He's going to run. Hold on, hold on. Is Kevin Kelly Z? Is he is he teaming <laughs> with Yota Suji in the World Tag League? Nah, pal. We know who Z is. <laughs> Listen, he, somebody, somebody accidentally posted who Z is on the New Japan website. Oh, I, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah, well, I saw I it. Know. I know who it is. Yeah. If you don't think that we're going to get a... Uh, who, you think um, we're getting an angle at the commentary desk? Who is the old president of... Uh, if, if you don't think that... Harold? Yeah, if you don't think that... 
Kevin Kelly is going to be running down to the ring like he's Harold May at Dominion, <laughs> then you're fooling yourself. A uh, pre-packaged video of him getting it ready. You don't think we're going to see Kevin Kelly in the shower in his high-rise apartment? <laughs> then you're I, fooling yourself. Listen, I'm not going to lie. I love that video so much. <laughs> that Harold video where he's in a shower, I it's so it makes funny. No sense. It, it makes no sense at all. But it is so funny. <laughs> Every now and then someone drops that somewhere and I just like it's I'm reminded of its existence and I just like giggle. Um yeah, I don't think I don't think Kevin's gonna do a shower video. I can ta- I can ask him. Well, it doesn't matter because, you know, New Japan already fucking worked us with the black and white logo and anything else that they try to post with levity from here on out. When's the last time the black and white logo was at work? Oh, never mind. Recently. Mikhail Kanemaru. Kanemaru. Yeah. But before that. Before that. Never. They've already set the precedent now. Yeah, that's true. They've ruined ruined the black and white logo. We got to go. But on the Japanese website, it's the regular full color logo. So. See? Mixed bag. Yeah, they working. <laughs> All right, guys. Ke- Kevin, I will say Kevin's always working one way or another. So <laughs> <laughs> let's not rule anything out. Stone Cold was work. like, I saw the black and white logo, and I said, Are they working or are they shooting? <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right, guys. Let's uh, jump into uh, previewing World Tag League 2023. So the tournament is going to kick off on Monday, November 20th from Cork and Hall. We got 16 teams, two blocks, and the top two teams in each block will advance to a semi-final round in, on December 8th in Karashima. And then the finals will take place the following night in Kumamoto. So we'll start... Start with the uh, the A block. So we got Shota Umino and Ren Narita. Their uh, debut as a team together in the tournament. Tomohiro Ishii and Toroyano. Their fourth appearance in World Tag League. We have the United Empire team of Hanare and Great Okan with their third appearance. The TMDK team of Shane Hayes and Mikey Nichols with their second tournament appearance. The Bullet Club War Dogs of Alex Coughlin and Gabe Kidd with their second appearance. The House of Torture team with Evil and Yujiro Takahashi. Their fourth appearance. Then Kaito Kiyomiya and Rihe Oiwa making their debut in the tournament. And the Gates of Agony, Bishop Khan and Toa Leone. Toa Leona from the Mogul Embassy from AEW making their tournament debut. So how are we feeling about the uh, A block here? Slash Ring of Honor. <laughs> yes, they they are two-thirds of the Ring of Honor six-man tag team champions. Gosh, how could they let them go? How could I mean <laughs> with all those trios title defenses on their docket? Uh I I listen. This A block's fine. We'll talk. I'll I'll go uh, harder about B block because I love a tournament debut. But either way, I mean, I love to see Kiyomiya and Oiwa because I think that that's uh, K- Kiyomiya's whole role in Japanese pro wrestling right now is so interesting because <laughs> no, like Keno's trying to kick him out of Noah. Basically, um, Kevin Kelly's burying him on the way out. Um, he just posted a tweet about. Kiyomiya and how you know he didn't really show up to the G1 and you know whatever right so like and then you got Oiwa who's a boss I mean this dude's gonna be he's got 
potential through the through the roof. So love to see him getting involved in a in a meaningful way. Um, love the War Dogs. I think that they're they got to be you know one of the favorites in the A block for sure. Um, my dogs for real, right? Um, and I I'm I'm actually sort of just surprised that this is Haste and Nichols' second tournament. I feel like they've just sort of been around for a long time. Um, but I think I am wrong. So, yeah, A block looks. Good. I mean, and Amino and Narita. I I've said it privately. I think these two are going to have a match at Wrestle Kingdom. I I hope that that's where this is headed. I hope this isn't just like some long term friendship that they're building. I I I hope that something happens. They split and they have a match at, at Wrestle Kingdom. I think that would be um a, a cool way to usher in what will eventually be kind of their generation um something to look back on in 5 10 15 years as they're you know headlining so yeah yeah, yeah. i'm a, you know i'm a fan of this tournament already um just as the lineup has come out uh i think gates of agony is just the right team to come over too right i mean i think that they've got they've got the look it's easy for them to get over right they've got a real clean you know style about them and i think that stuff really resonates when you're only coming in probably for one you know one hot run right so they're they're just the type of team that doesn't need a lot of like character development they're very clear who they are from from the from the jump so i'm excited to see them kind of thrive um I called them the the authors of pain earlier today on accident. <laughs> sort of a fair comp. <laughs> what are those dudes doing? Did they resign? There was rumors I, that they yeah they're they're under WWE contract. I think right now. I don't oh, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. I'd heard from a source that they were gonna be in the World Tag League, but it didn't pan out for some reason. I don't know. Mm. No, I'm just playing. That didn't happen. Um, <laughs> You know, I don't know. It, it, it's a mixed bag here because um, I see a lot of potential for great matches and, and great stories, but I also kind of I don't want to like work myself into a frenzy because there's fresh matchups and fresh guys, and t- you know, kind of c- try to convince myself that this is going to be better than it actually might end up being because I've watched so many of them. But um, I will say that it is a fresh field there are a lot of like guys that are probably like Chris mentioned, don't have matches for the Tokyo dome yet and are probably looking to either gain momentum going into the new year or even, you know, in kayfabe land a spot at the Tokyo dome, which is, you know, that kind of raises the stakes just a little bit. Um, I'll throw it out there right away. I, I don't think Shota Umino and Ren Narita are, you know, going to have dissension and split. I think that this is the, they're going to win this entire tournament. They're my early pick right out, right out the gate. I think they're going to, because neither guy has a match at the Tokyo Dome, it's going to be them versus Bishamon in a profile spot. So I'm um, looking forward to that. Um, I uh, Gates of Agony, big guys. Uh, I've seen them work a few times. I, I can't say anything negative, but I don't have too many positives yet. They're sort of an unknown commodity because... To me, they're just Brian Cage's partners. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, th- this could be a breakout opportunity for them. And uh, so hopefully that is the case. Um, I'm totally perplexed about Oiwa and Kiyomiya being in this because it's like, I think the Oiwa thing is weird because Oiwa is supposed to be quote unquote on excursion. But this is like 
he's going to do an entire tour on his excursion in the World Tag League. And we saw him challenge for a title not too long ago. And so it's just kind of bizarre. Like, I'd rather him be doing something worthwhile in Noah and just stay away for a bit until you're ready to come back unless unless they're speeding it up and he's coming back now. I don't know. Um, and then I don't know what the fuck to think. Like, if you'd asked me before the G1, a team with Kiyomiya and somebody else, like, how well would they do in this tournament as an outsider? I would have told you they probably would have done really well. But I, at this point, I have no reason to think that they – do well at all like i don't maybe they will i don't know maybe they'll surprise me and like they'll be a finalist i who knows it, it, it's really fucking weird but um there are teams here that we've seen a lot of in the past like hanari and okan and ishii and yano and yujiro and evil and that that kind of bogs me down a little bit because i know what i'm getting with all those teams but on the flips, on the good side, Ishii and Yano usually have one or two pretty standout performances. So, I I think Oiwa. I feel like Oiwa is on the the same path as um, Kosei Fujita. Mm. So and and so I mean, they're like five hundred. Well, yeah, I mean, but Fujita came back for Junior Tag League, and he had a short, you know, whatever run through Australia and, and New Zealand with with Robbie Eagles and all that. So, Oi was, you know, sort of dipping his toe back in, even though he's sort of a Noah guy right now, you know. And 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 the Kiyomiya thing does add a little wrinkle to it because he's such an interesting dude. Everyone thinks he's either he was going to fight Okada, and obviously that's not happening anytime soon, um, you know. So I I, I think that that team is just interesting from almost a political standpoint and also like the kind of short pseudo excursion thing that they're trying with both those guys i think that that's an interesting thing to keep an eye on so because we're not looking at umino and narito who were gone for three years two three years before coming back right like maybe they're just gonna continually bring oiwa back in until he's just back right so but let me expand a little bit on my theory or maybe it's you know headcanon or hope that umino and narita well before you move on to that i want to address one thing so i don't here's the thing fujita him coming back works for me because he came back from australia that's far away right mm -hmm. but boy was it's, next it's not, door it's not that, <laughs> i mean australia as as countries go australia yeah, but it's like about it's, next door to japan it's not that far right but it's like when you're it's almost gonna, the same time zone your kid you move out for college but you're just living in the house next door that that your grandma lives in and you're not actually moved out and then when you come home you're not visiting from college you're just you're next door that's what we would yeah, <laughs> yeah so, lives next door like i think i agree i agree wholeheartedly i i but i do think it's obviously just something new that they're trying this is not um, an excursion man's down the is. street it, it is <laughs> He, I mean, or maybe he'll have a second stop, right? Some sometimes these guys go and do a couple different things, but I know it's. Just I mean, funny. where would you rather he go? Ring Stay of away! Don't come home. Send, send him to uh, CMLL. Learn some flips. Send him to see. Send everyone to CMLL right now. Let's have a great time. Um, <laughs> I think I'm. I'm hopeful that they moved the Wrestle Kingdom time up. So it starts earlier because they're going to add more matches. And we already know most of the title matches on the card, right? I'm hopeful that there's going to be two special singles matches 
you know, between what about Mino, Stardom? They're they have their whole own show that day. They're not right. on the card. But you said that you want them to move it earlier, so you want Stardom they already to did. They, yeah, they already did. Oh my bad. Yeah, where you been? <laughs> I don't pay attention to this stuff. <laughs> Not a live watcher. You don't have to set the clock. I've already got my alarm set for January fourth. <laughs> not, not really. Um, no, my hope. My hope is that there's a singles match between Amino and Narita, and a singles match between um, Yumura and Suji. And I just think I think that would be a cool low on the card, right? Like, but something with some some heart in it, and somehow you build it up. I mean, Yumura and Suji are already kind of bantering a little bit and then Amino and Narita are obviously in a team together. I do think the other option is they win the damn thing, right? And then obviously no no singles matches just yet. But I do think it'd be a cool way to usher in the new generation, something to look back on in a couple of years um, as they kind of ascend up the card. So um, that's the kind of second half of, of my, my hope there. What about yeah, Fatal 4-Way? Let's do it. That's <laughs> Listen, that's a Fatal 4-Way I'd be super into. Um, it's like just, when the horsewomen all fought each other. Because that's the generation, right? I mean, it's those four dudes, um, yeah, and yeah. maybe some other guys are going to get into it. But like, that's that is still they're always going to be ahead of Oiwa, Fujita, any of these guys that are you know just about to either go on excursion or come back. So that's that's the kind of foursome that you you think is going to carry the torch the the next way so and they're all kind of associated with different units sort of right amino narita obviously friendly but i would like to see that kind of break apart and and so these guys can start to have their historic first couple of matches against each other back from excursion in their full new characters like i just think it'd be really neat so i'm i'm hopeful mm-hmm. but i've i have found myself to be wrong when trying to book New Japan more often than I am right in the last two years. So um, don't count on it. Yeah, I, I really like um, a lot of teams here in this A block. Um, I, I'm in a kind of agreement with Josh here. I think that Umino and Narita are favorites to win. I think that they're at least going to get to the semifinals, if not the finals. But I, I do think that getting them in the tag team match would be a good spot for them. Get them in a title match, a big match. Bishamon has had, you know, really good tag defenses at uh, Wrestle Kingdom. And so putting them in there with Bishamon and even kind of establishing them as, you know, the new kind of top uh, domestic tag team for a little bit going into next year. I could think, I think that could be a cool thing to kind of get them going in the beginning of the year. And then you have them drop the belts and that can lead into them feuding. Maybe, you know, one of them blames the other for dropping the belts, and then you kick off this whole second half of 2024 with them feuding. You put them in the same G1 block again. You know, you put them in a New Japan Cup bracket. Like, there's so much stuff you can do um, with them kind of building this relationship and then eventually, like, winning the belt and then losing it. There's a whole, like, story arc you can do there um, with them. But I think in this A block, there's a lot of young and hungry teams that are going to want to really show out. So, you know, I'm looking at the Bull Club War Dogs. Gabe, Kid, and Coughlin, like those guys, I think are going to work super hard in this tournament. Um, I think Oiwa's going to work super hard, and um, I think he's, he's probably going to eat a lot of falls, especially looking at some of the other teams in this block. Uh, I think he'll work really hard. I think Gates of Agony are definitely going to want to you know, grab this opportunity by the horns and really kind of show out because you know they haven't had a lot of traditional tag matches on 
AEW or ROH programming. They're, they've mainly been doing six man stuff like Josh mentioned with Brian Cage or, you know, you know, helping swerve, breaking the people's houses. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think those guys are definitely going to want, um, you know, to grab this opportunity and, you know, Hasten Nichols, they're good. I think Hanare and Ocon, especially Hanare, he always kind of makes the most of his opportunities. I think he's going to look good. Um, so yeah, this drop game. someone on his head, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's you know I know I know how the torture. Watch, watch that first Tanari match, all right? <laughs> it's gonna be a banger. I don't know who it's against right now, but damn it, he's gonna come out swinging. Yeah, uh, I know how the torture is is in here, and you, you have Yano Ishii, but you know we've we've seen Yano Ishii in the in the past, and they've had good stuff, and so yeah, I think Abe I love I. I like the Yano Ishii pairing way more than I like the Yano Tanahashi pairing because like Ishii doesn't give a shit what Yano's like up to. Ishii's like, tag me in, I will wrestle. You do whatever shenanigans you want, but like when I'm in that ring, I'm just gonna go. And I that's a fun dynamic because like it sort of brings a little something different out of Yano and they're not doing this bebop tag team thing with Tanahashi and all that and um yeah like i was i was excited to see that this was the yano team because it it is a good time and there's almost always a match in world tag league that these guys are in where ishii is the legal man like the entire match like yano is just like (laughs) kind of there um and it's always one of the best matches of the tournament too so keep an eye out for that for that match where ishii's just the guy the whole time listen i I know we're gonna go over this so i don't want to you know, step on the lead too much, but you mentioned who is Hinari wrestling on the first night. It's Narita and Umino. <laughs> Let's go. So their tournament's over. So he better be careful. <laughs> but yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, you could get some major heat uh, dropping one of those dudes on their heads, but that'll be fun, though. Corkin, right? Yeah, Corkin. Yeah, it's the main event. For first two nights. That's going to be sick, actually. Yeah, I think this, yeah, this tournament's going to be a, a lot of fun, I think. And I know a lot of people, it's, it's the running meme, ha, World Tag League, who watches that, who's going to, you know, do all that stuff. But, yeah, I think the tournament, you know, we've reviewed now, this will be like our sixth World Tag League, I think, now that we've watched and reviewed. And so I think this is like one of the more you know exciting lineups that we've uh, watched over the years. I'll I would be out say here. Since, since the first one we did. Yeah. I'll, I'll be out here counting tags. <laughs> tag. Run, run, run an average average number of tags per win and loss for all. The, yeah, just be like a Michael Cole tag. Just like tag, tag. <laughs> you need to, you know, we, you we need to get like an AI program that can count that shit for you, brother. I'm working on a lot that is sort of like that. Not not necessarily that, but um, <laughs> that's where. So okay, we're, we're I'm sure we're going to talk about the New Japan World app at some point, but. Two times speed does exist on the app in on all platforms. Just putting it out there for everyone. Not I saying I recommend it. I'm just saying it's there. If you're a guy that wants to count the number of tags that happen in a match on an undercard and you know, freaking God knows where, that's handy. I'm not <laughs> wow. saying I recommend it, but it. it well, the, the, the reason I mentioned that, and I think it's something that's preliminary right now, but like they were saying, could this be the future of boxing? And I saw where the AI program was oh, like yeah. literally registering. It's like which, AI CompuBox. Yeah, and it could actually in real time tell what was actually yeah. happening. And I was like, wow, this is a lot more comprehensive than the scoring we have right now. You could probably figure out who actually won the match just using AI from, from now on. 
Mm. But, yeah. if it, I but mean, if it was you, you could just like count all your stats using something like that. Yeah, I mean, going into like the CompuBox world is something that I've talked to some people about in regards to pro wrestling. Um, there are obviously people that do that already, but um, uh, Craig from PW Musings and all that stuff, like he does some really cool stuff. So, um, but it's all manual, and and everything that I've ever done for Tag League and things like that has also been manual, right? But the the really interesting stuff for Tag League is like who's legal for how long um and who takes the falls right like because falls in in japanese pro wrestling are so important like who's actually getting pinned and who's getting the pin right Mm -hmm. so those are the things that you can kind of really dig in on and those are a little easier to track but since i'm sort of into this tournament i think i am going to do my full my full spectrum of stuff that i that i have done for tag leaks in the past when i used to have much more time to dedicate but those are also like single block 17 team whatever 14 or 16 team tournaments and it's just like the content farm for december (laughs) um and this you know we've gone back to two blocks which is tremendous and i think teams are significantly more interesting um than just throwing a ton of guys out there to to get some paydays you know we don't have uh, something like a makabe team or anything like that like and sometimes that was fun but it was fun for like two batches you know (laughs) It wasn't fun for 15. Yeah. Um, There's so, evil New Jiro. Yeah, but that's that's just part of the gig at, with New Japan now. It's the same shit. Think about this, though. The last <laughs> match, the last New Japan match that Kevin Kelly called was evil versus Sonata. Oh, no. Sad. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. I got to get around to watching that, by the way. So <laughs> I'm sure that'll be in that one of our categories for uh, some kind of award. Yeah, award season literally our, the end of keeping it strong styles New Japan year ends on November twentieth with coinciding with the start of this. So we're like one week out. So hopefully New Japan Road produces like you know, a match of the year contender to uh sneak on the ballot. Sneak on the ballot, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, show is really trying to make that KOPW this weekend uh big deal. I assume that's in the in the preview yeah. section later. Yeah, we'll yeah. get to that. Uh, yeah. Let's uh, jump to this B block here. Uh, so we got Bishamon, Yoshihashi, and Hiroki Goto. This is their fifth tournament. They have two-time World Tag League winners of the current IWGP Tag Team Champions. We have Hikaleo and El Fantasmo making their debut. They are the current strong openweight tag team champions. We got Minoru Suzuki and Yuji Nagata making their debut in the tournament. The Just Five Guys team of Taichi and Yuyomura. Making their debut, we have Yota, Suji, and Z making their uh, tournament debut. Soberano Jr. and Atlantis Jr. making their tournament debut. Monster Sauce of Lance Archer and Alex Zane making their tournament debut. And the Bullet Club Rogue Army team of Bad Luck Fale and Jack Bonza making their tournament debut. The wrong Bullet Club Rogue Army members. It should have been Liber Lucci. <laughs> caveman Ugg and caveman Ugg so they got the wrong guys and also you know you were mentioning earlier Chris you know the whole thing with Makabe they got Folly on here it's the same shit same <laughs> thing that's a fair point so I also I also forgot that Suzuki and Nagata were in this so they're now my new pick to win the entire thing so. <laughs> that would rule <laughs> that would rule <laughs> That, I mean, that 
Here's what I'll say. I, I think if you liked the A block of the G1 with all the tournament debuts and then and the champion, right? Like this is the it's the same cookie cutter thing, right? You got the champion in a block with a bunch of newcomers, um, new teams, new guys, etc. So if you if you were sort of into that dynamic, I think the B block is the is the block for you. Um, what I, do you guys? Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I I love tournament debuts no matter what tournament we're talking because I think that it's so interesting to see guys step up for a good you know healthy amount of matches and see where they land right so and Lance Archer in Japan is a great time so I'm I'm stoked to see him coming back I sort of wish the AEW tag team was the Righteous instead of Gates of Agony because I think that that would be cool to have the whole act over for. Mm you know, all sorts of, you know, shenanigans, but, um, you know, you got to keep Jake the snake on AEW TV. So I'm sure he'll be hanging out with the righteous somewhere. So, you know, just uh, snapping along, snapping along, man. One of the best theme songs, uh, <laughs> they got over there. So, uh, I wasn't sure even who the righteous are. That's uh, doing b- great. B- Josh. B- balloon guy, Vincent, um, uh, big Dutch. I, all right. Um, <laughs> Original members white, of, uh, a lot of white Matt Taven's kingdom. I don't know. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, my, the burning question I have is who's the better old man tag team, Suzuki and Nagata, or like 2005 Ric Flair and Roddy Piper? Which, you know, who who do you got? Mm, I'm going to Suzuki Nagata. I, they're going to be, I think that's going to be a great time. I'm gonna need someone to fire up the Fire Pro and uh, produce that match for me, but not them in their primes. It needs to be the old man versions of all four guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But yeah, uh, I, I think B Block is also going to be uh, a lot of fun. A, a ton of you know tournament debuts here. Pretty much all of them except uh, Bishamon. So that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, two sets of tag team champions in there. Um, so let's talk about Yotasuchi's. Does, does Archer team with the Righteous? Is that what you guys were saying? Yeah, so the, they're they're aligned now on AEW TV. Yeah, new little faction. I did notice that he's missing the A one for this. Oh yeah, the uh, the Continental uh, Classic. Oh, the A one. I was like, what are we talking about? Steak sauce. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, let's talk about Yotasuchi's uh, tag team partner, the the Z. Uh, so there was a house show in uh, New Japan this weekend, and he mentioned that his partner's not an Lij member. It's somebody, a friend of his from Excursion. Uh, it's not an X, but it's a Z. Uh, I did not see this this mystery image that went up. Uh, my guess was Zach Knight uh, from Rev Pro. Nice. No, no. I my my guess was Zeus from the movie No Holds Barred, <laughs> Terry Bollea. Wait, no, Zeus is a real wrestler in Japan. No, the the real Zeus, not the copy. <laughs> the real Zeus is a er, is a is a Greek myth. No, the real Zeus was, you know, he was in Friday. He was Debo. That's Zeus. <laughs> He also wrestled in WCW under the name Z Gangsta. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, who are we? Are we going to spoil it? Who who is the, the sub? Yeah. So if you guys don't want to know, maybe you know, fast forward just a little bit. Because I'm sure we're not going to talk too too much about it. But um, I had his name. What is it? It's Zandokan Junior. Zandokan Junior. Yeah, I've got it here. Who is Zandokan that? Junior. He- He's from CMLL. 
he's from CMLL. He tagged with Yoda Suji twice while they were in. Well, Suji was spending time in CMLL. He is a rookie. Um, he get this. He doesn't even have a cage match profile. Wow. So like we're talking baby, right? I mean, yeah. neither do I, and I'm pretty good, so it makes sense. I've seen that match. Uh, I've had two matches. All right, well, I saw one, and I didn't need to see a second. <laughs> I, I bet, bet you I'm better than Zandacon Jr. What I, what I would like to see is Jeremy's backyard wrestling, but... Hey, no that's one, available. No, that's no one YouTube. has sent me a link. So. I'll, I'll send you a link we'll after, send it after, you. after the recording. Yeah, John Jers is still there. But what you got to watch, John Jers is okay, but what you have to watch. <laughs> Actually, let me put you guys onto some shit right now if you're listening. <laughs> Go to YouTube and look up Jade versus Sick Nick. <laughs> that is the greatest fucking match in the history of backyard wrestling that you'll ever see in your life. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I'm probably not going to do that, but No, if, trust if, me. I wouldn't steer you wrong. You got to watch Listen, you send me links to you send me links to everything else. Send me these. That that I'll that math got memed up quick in our group chat. Uh, Can we get it in a Instagram reel so Josh will send it to me? They they got this girl who was a girlfriend of one of the dudes who decided she she wanted a backyard wrestle too. But the only move she knew how to do was a DDT. So it's just her hitting a DDT over and <laughs> over and over. <laughs> but then, she, and she's little. Like, this girl's real little. Like, probably sub 120 pounds. And oh, God. this dude she's wrestling, Sick Nick, he's he's huge. Like, <laughs> he is a big motherfucker. And they're wrestling in, like, a... um. Like a gymnastic, gym. yeah, like a gymnastic, like a tumbling gym, and they got like the pad set out, and he is choke slamming and just <laughs> power bombing, <laughs> just throwing this girl. It's hor- and then but she'll just stand up and no sell it, and then DDT. <laughs> it's so good. Oh my god, nothing Jeremy ever did in his career is as good as this, wow. except for he did promote it. So. Yeah. Tremendous. Good for you guys. <laughs> Good for you guys. I've never actually done any wrestling. Um, I took a power bomb on a on a trampoline once, and I think that was it for me. Um, yeah. So that is. I'm not gonna say it again because people have probably fast forwarded if they don't want to know. But it. I don't know that it's super meaningful. But um, yeah. Doesn't have a cage match profile. Lucha Blog said he would be when when the rumors were coming out about um, him being. Suji's partner, even Lucha Blog was like, I'd be really surprised. Like he's a rookie, you know, but he did just go over to um he did something with Rev Pro. Like he's he's getting out there and doing some stuff. So um, but I, what I find interesting is that Suji's bringing what it's essentially gonna be a pin eater with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's, you know, in a certain way gonna protect suji because suji i think they see they see big superstardom for suji so um kind of neat that he's gonna bring a guy that can probably you know my bet would be that their you know winning fall to losing fall ratio is heavily in the favor of suji unless it's going to be something meaningful um so you know for for my purposes i'm watching their for that first match with um um you got suji and 
partner against Tai Chi and Uemura at, at Corkin. So I think that that's going to be an interesting, uh, interesting finish of that match. Yeah. And also, to uh, another interesting note with uh, CMLL guys, so we got Soberano and Atlantis Jr. teaming, and there was just a, a big angle in yep. CMLL where Soberano Jr. turned heel, um, and uh, Atlantis Jr. is one of the top baby faces, so you know, totally here. <laughs> ignoring the uh, CMLL kayfabe and making these guys, guys team up. <laughs> As is tradition. Yes. Yeah, it's not going to matter whatsoever, like, unless they want to, unless they uh, label every match, what was that called, like, uh, Ravelos or whatever. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Incredibly, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, one thing I did want to point out. So, you know, it's and, and this is obviously speculation, but it just seems pretty blatant what happened here. It seemed like Yotasuji and um, Shingo was the plan for the tournament, mm-hmm. and then suddenly he was booked into the match with Tamatanga wins the title. Now he's going to the dome in that singles capacity. And now they've got Zoltan jr. Um, <laughs> Chris, <Come> on, man. <laughs> what's his name? We're Z. Not they, to, we're not supposed to right, say it again. They got Z. They got Z. We're not trying to, we're not trying to spoil here. Well, I said Zoltan. His name's not Zoltan. That's, That's like true. From, His name is not Zoltan. Z, Z gangster. Zoltan is from, um, dude, where's your car? <laughs> I knew that was from something. <laughs> Zoltan. Uh, anyways, but yeah, they, they inserted uh, Z and it kind of feels like Z was like a late replacement because there was an audible and a shifting round of the car. And, you know, I can't you say think, you think Shingo went and never was was an audible. Yeah, I do. I don't it, think that that was really going to happen. Feels like it because yeah, they were teasing Shingo why, and Suji. But why? Teaming. When you're just going to run a rematch, why would you? Why would you belt up Shingo when you're just going to run the match that you were going to run anyway? I I couldn't say that I'm privy to all the inner workings of of that aspect, but they seem pretty clear that they were showcasing. Suji and, and Shingo in, on the last tour as a tag team leading into this tournament. And then suddenly he's not on the tour. And then Suji's got, you know, a rookie from CMLL, which is kind of, you know, unusual. It seems like this yeah. was all a shift. Yeah. I mean, it, they, they, they it, made the pumping, the pumping blast, or the, yeah, the pumping blaster. The pumping. Spa- yes. <laughs> the spare the pumping, the pumping yeah. They had a finish and everything. <laughs> Yeah, the pump, the pumping blaster is also how I impregnated my wife. Uh, <laughs> oh man, that, that, that's a what, what's funny would... about that is when we when we talked about the pumping blaster, I made the same joke at the time, and Jeremy laughed. And he's this is the second time he's heard it, and he's still popped just well, as hard. Because, it's funnier because because Chris I'm, made it. I'm, 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 well, yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's fair. Sometimes it's the delivery yeah oh man also you know it's true <laughs> it's a real situation that i'm in <laughs> oh man so yeah we're we're way off course here uh um, anyways what do you guys think about world uh, tagging season baby you guys think <laughs> no about course. Rogue Army. <laughs> I, got uh, I do want to say this the the fact that i granted i'm glad we got a lot of new teams here and everything but and I don't know how the decision was arrived at, but the fact that West Coast Wrecking Crew yep. is not in this tournament yeah. is so such a deep, egregiously 
like oversight. I'm like kind of sick to my stomach that they didn't do that. And I'm not even like, uh, you know, a team filthy guy or anything like that. But after all this time and then being associated with the, the company and them still not getting the, you know, the invitation for this tournament, if honestly, like they should probably just go somewhere else and stop working for new Japan, like all of them team filthy, the whole thing, because like they don't value them and they're not using them. Yeah, we didn't have about uh, two questions here. Uh, Ethan, Discord says, is there a reason why West Coast Recruit isn't a part of the tag league or is New Japan just not utilizing them? And then Barry Well said, no tag league again for Isaacs and Nelson. Should they just walk away from New Japan at this point? Uh, yeah, I mean, I was really, really surprised to not see them pop up on this list. I don't know who they would replace, right? But Rogue Army. Sure. I mean, <laughs> honestly, fine, but... I mean, I love Soberano and Atlantis, but I see. I think that's neat because you don't always get CML heavyweights, right? Um, so I, I'm a fan of that, but I I hear you. Or I mean, Gates Vagney, right? I mean, like yeah. those are kind of the teams that that I think would be on the on the block or on the cusp. So yeah, I mean, devastated for those dudes. Truthfully, I think that they've shown up and shown out every chance they've gotten with New Japan um, as a great tag team and this is the this would be the perfect space for them to you know really really shine and, and have a great time and yeah bummed bummed for them i you know i have some hope that some of these u.s based guys are gonna get their opportunities as we go here but i mean if you can't get into world tag league it's it's that's heartbreaking um and they've posted that too i mean like, those dudes are bummed um they, they really they, they really be. wanted in on this and and it it it's a drag it's a drag this to is, see this is a company that brought sammy callahan in for world tag league <laughs> and, and we, we, we can't bring in nelson and isaacs there have been some i mean there have been some really random tag league what was the breaker and it was like 2016 Oh yeah, they had those two guys that nobody knew who the fuck they were. And we never <laughs> saw them again. Breaker, oh oh, Brian Breaker and Leland Race. Yeah, they were just, <sighs> but that was a different era. But they just showed up, and then but like, we where never are they now? <laughs> nobody knows who those people are. I'm looking at a picture of them, and I still don't know who they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and here's the thing: is like, you know, New Japan isn't. It's great. We're having World Tag League. We do it every year. But like, you know, no one's, no one here is going to sit you know, try and falsely claim that New Japan is a tag team company. It's like, you know, one of their lowest priorities when it comes to booking, you know, importance. And then you've got West Coast Wrecking Crew. That's an actually, truly established tag team. Like, that's all they do. That's all they are. And they've been looking for an avenue to, like, break in. And they work their asses off. And you've got the tournament set up. And truthfully, like, we're... Most of the teams, I'm I'm glad that they're here, but most of them are thrown together, and West Coast Wrecking Crew can't get on after all these years. Like it, it sucks. Yeah, definitely. I I, I, don't, I don't get yeah what what why you wouldn't bring them over. You know, they did the whole angle too with uh, Tom and Fred Ross are shaking hands. That's another team. Oh, that was weird. That seemed like they might be on the thing too. Right, and I, so I don't get why you know those guys who are been the backbone of the strong brand and throughout the pandemic and through these you know strong tapings and these strong pay-per-views like why 
well, what the call was not to go with those guys. So yeah, it is devastating, and yeah, they they tweeted about it. I, I feel bad for those guys, but at this point, I'm like, yeah, if if Noah called them or All Japan or some other promotion wants to utilize them, I mean, I would take the opportunity because clearly New Japan with a uh, 16 team field couldn't find a spot for them. I would imagine Noah's called because. They are collecting them all when it comes to American wrestlers that are kind of on the cusp. So, hmm. yeah, I mean, I would I would be bummed to see them kind of you know dip their toe in somewhere else. But I at this I, point I get I it. I get it. Yeah, sure. You also want to see them th- thrive, right? And and who knows what the U.S. schedule looks like going forward too. So you, you gotta. If if New Japan wants to maintain some relationships, they gotta they gotta get them over, right? They gotta bring them over to to Japan because that's where most of the work's gonna end up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean that's that's what you, why you join New Japan in a day. Like, yeah. No offense to Strong, but you know, you don't you know join New Japan so you can be on Strong. You want to be in Japan. You know, you want to be a part of these tours, some part of these tournaments. You know, Tom not being G one this year, these guys not being in World Tag League. Like, I just. It's weird. Really it's weird because Tom Lawler was so over. Well, I'm, I'm sure there's a few other guys that we probably want to talk about here before we uh, move off. But one thing that I noticed that's a little bit different and interesting this year about the format of the tournament is uh, two teams are going to get through from each block. And the format's going to be that the number one team from A block will fight the number two team from B block and then vice versa. And that'll be a semifinal, and whoever gets through from those two matches will face in the final. So that kind of adds a little bit of a another wrinkle. We've seen this in other tournaments, but we haven't seen it with the tag league recently. So, you know, that that's kind of gonna give us it makes it harder for us to just look at the final night and just predict, all right, here's the most important matches, here's the one team that's gonna get through. You kind of have to book it a little, you have to look at it a little bit more. Um holistically to figure out what two teams you think are going through. Yeah. So yeah, speaking of that, what two teams do you guys think are going through from each block? I think Bishamon goes through and mm-hmm. B block. I mean, it's easy to say Hikaleo and, and El Fantasma because they're the strong champs, but I don't know that that carries that much weight. Um, yeah, I, I would go Bishamon and, um, Taichi and Yomura. Taichi Yomura. Yeah, that was my other choice there. Yeah, we haven't even talked about that team, but I think it's going to be very interesting to see how they're portrayed since Yomura has essentially kind of been slotted as like a lower rung, um, you know, guy in in just five guys in that faction. But maybe this will be like a breakout moment for him, and uh, you know, he can kind of make a mark here in this tournament. I don't know, but we've seen. Um, you know, stories even play out recently with Sonata and Taichi with Taichi kind of playing like a mentor role. Taichi thrives in situations like this. So who knows what kind of chemistry might spring up and what kind of like, you know, bond and story might be presented with these two guys teaming together. It might be something really good. I mean, uh, Dangerous Techers was like a standout for years. Mm hmm. Yeah. And this will be the first time since 2013 that they do a semis and a finals. Um, in World Tag League, so I'm looking. I'm looking at the World Tag League format history, <laughs> and I'm being reminded of 2019 when there were 16 teams, one block, no final match. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> so they, they really didn't better. care that year. <laughs> 17 events, 16 teams, one block, no finals. Just you win the block, you win. Um, at least we get a final match now. But yeah, we've had five years of one block world tag leagues and we're finally back to two blocks which i think is great but then we're adding in the you know the wrinkle of the semi-final so i think from the a block i think i do see shota and narita going through and war dogs probably um unless you know unless the AEW team has to get out of the block stage because you know sometimes that's a deal you got to make well I'm looking at the finals just to, and it, it doesn't show the order because that's going to be determined on the night of, but you've got Narita and Umino going up, up against house of torture, which kind of like, you know, that makes well, sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Because the house of torture semifinal special, right? Like, mm-hmm. Oh God, please not them. Mm-hmm. And you got Yano and Ishii against Hanari and great Okan. Um, the war dogs against TMDK, which that could also, yeah be a deciding match and then you've got team noah versus team aew yeah so that's a throwaway it probably is yeah probably yeah so tmdk is interesting though they've had a ton of tag title shots already but if it was me i would book narita and umino and then gabe kid and alex coglin but i don't I don't know that the company has that. Well, then what's level. what are the semis then? I would do War Dogs against Bishamon, mm-hmm. and then Umino and Rita against uh, Suji or uh, Yuya and Taichi. Oh, that's saucy. Well, looking at the second night, you got Suji and Z versus Team CMLL, so that's probably nothing. That's probably more of a CMLL like. Offer match. Consequence, yeah. <laughs> consequential match, yeah. And that, got, that'll be really fun, though. Yeah, It'll be good. And then you got Phantasma and Hikaleo against Monster Sauce. So I'm assuming that's probably just going to establish Monster Sauce as a strong, open-weight tag team challenger. Well, they, mm-hmm. are, they already have a, a title match at uh, Fighting Spirit Unleashed. Right. When is that? Is that before or after this? No, that, that, already, that already happened. That was a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I missed that. So, you know, but <laughs> it was the Vegas show. But they but why are they wrestling on the final night then? I guess maybe they'll get another, another, another maybe, shot. I mean they could run that back. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it's just them getting their win back or maybe it is them sure. getting another title shot. Yeah. And then uh the the last two matches you got Yumor and Tai Chi against uh Bishamon. Yeah, that's some sort of decider. That's so I something. guess they're probably not both going through then. Yeah. Maybe it's tough, and then the and then you got um, bad luck following Bonza against Suzuki and Nagata. Yeah, that's uh, that's the first tournament match on the card, if you ask me. Maybe maybe the um, Monster Sauce and the Hikaleo Phantasma match is some sort of decider. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the one. Um, hmm. Unless unless you think I mean unless Suzuki and Nagata get like a. You know, go through after beating Bonza and Fale. See, this is, but this is why I like the semi, the two from each block going through. Because, and I get that it's a little less climactic, right? You get, you kind of got to wait for the next night for there to be some like real big consequences with the tournament. But I like the two going through because it does create this air of mystery where you can't, 
necessarily just go to that last night and be like, well, that's the final match, right? And, I, you know, I think that playing around with the format of all these tournaments over the last year, year, year or two has been, um, it has added this little bit of an air of mystery. So it's, a, you know, a little non-traditional from what we were used to during the heyday. But again, it's kind of a new era here. So um, we got to give some guys a shot to have sort of that big spot in the semifinals, but not necessarily like the humongous spot, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, with that said, I think we're all sort of writing off the Suji team um, just because he's going to be in there with with a, a super rookie, right? And then, mm-hmm. you know, it's tough to count on anything from the Rogue Army team. Um, but I know that they like Archer and Zane, um, and Zane is going to get over again. We know, we, you know, we can almost be sure of that. Um, the Taco Bell sponsorships will, will, will come if. Well, they so. did. They did put. Um, <laughs> um, they put Teton into a finals situation. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe Soberano Junior. and Atlantis Junior. Go <laughs> into the box. That'd be sick. Yeah, that, that, that would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> Teton was a star, though. Teton. Atlantis yeah. Junior. is going to be like ace of the company. Right, but I went back and I mean, with the new app, I've just been going back in and like looking at stuff that I enjoyed this year, just because now it's easy. Um, and I was watching the 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 last run from Teton, and man, he crushed that. Yeah, he was um, great, and he was yeah. he was great in Junior Tag League. Also, listen, CMLL is where it's at. We got to pivot. We got to become a CMLL group here. <laughs> I would, you know what? Like, I was thinking maybe I would. I obviously like well, not obviously. People don't know, but I'm Hispanic, but. I, I obviously can't speak Spanish. I see uh, it in the mustache. Know. Yeah, as, <laughs> as evidenced by me not being able to say, like, whatever that Revelos matches. But, like, <laughs> what if I learned Spanish? Then I could watch Friday Night Mex- Arena Mexico, and I would know what the fuck they're saying. It would be but sick. Why do you need to know what they're saying? It's wrestling. Wrestling yeah, but, is it's a, is a language of its own. That's what's so wonderful. Well, about no, it. I know. I already do that, but it would be cooler if yes. I can understand it. And then and then after that, I'll learn Japanese, and then I'll be able to understand what they're saying in the Japanese commentary, too. And then you can learn German, watch some WWE. Not going to do that. No. <laughs> no, that's the limit. Yeah. Um, I, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Yoshihashi and Goto get through. Yeah. And then um, I'm going to take Monster Sauce. Mm. I think they beat... Phantasma and Hikaleo to go through um, into the block as like a monster tag team. That's fun. Yeah. I can see that. And then on the on the other side, I'll I think Umino and Arita and War Dogs. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think that's that's the call. So yeah, I think this is gonna be a super fun tournament. Um also with this World Tag League. Uh, tour, we're gonna get the debut of some new young lions from the New Japan Dojo. Um, so New Japan announced that 20-year-old Shuma Kato and 23-year-old Katsuya Morishima will debut during the World Tag League Tour. Kato will be debuting against Oscar Lube on Monday, and then Morishima will take on Yuto Nakashima on Tuesday. So they're not gonna face each other. In their first match, no. That tells like, you everything. That tells you everything you need to know about these guys. They would like to not break a bone. <laughs> Who? Oh, Nakashima, right? When yeah, he, yeah, Utah. Well, yeah. no, he, but he was in there with um, 
Yumura. So yeah, I so what I think is the most interesting about um, debut young lion matches is actually what the elder young lion does in those matches and how they're able to kind of navigate that and i think it's a part of their development too right so we're going to see a little bit out of oscar we're going to see a little bit out of nakashima um and you know the 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 brand new young lions maybe we'll see a little bit of that fighting spirit a little bit of that fire but you're probably not going to see a ton from them just yet but they're gonna get fucked up these two dudes are huge (laughs) they're big dude oscar's gonna kill kato (laughs) i don't think these young lions are that big no they look, they look uh, small <laughs> i don't I, I don't know one way or the other but i know that yuto nakashima is large he's a big boy and yeah. oscar is a very yeah. big boy so yeah, he's filling out he is filling out so that'll be fun to see and at corkin too corkin loves the young lions love, so, love love a hype so next week world tag league we've got the first night of action coming from cork and hall on november the 20th that's monday oscar Luebe versus shoma kato second match of the night atlantis jr and soberano jr take on doki and takamichinoku monster sauce will be teaming with suzuki and nagata to take on uh fale gato jack bonza and taiji shimori um bull club or the lij team abushi and suji team up with Z to take on just five guys, Sonata, Taichi, and Yuimura. The Chaos team of Goto, Yo, and Yoshihashi take on the G.O.D. team of Phantasmo, Hikaleo, and Jado. And then we get into block match action, block match action as the A block kicks off. TMDK will be taking on the Gates of Agony. Uh, Chaos will be facing the House of Torture. Um, team Noah versus Bull Club War Dogs. And then your main event of the evening will be um, Narita and Umino taking on the United Empire. Yeah, I think that main event is going to tell a, a lot of what journey those two teams are going to have. I could see Narita and Umino having to have a, a come from behind kind of tournament. Like they drop their first two and then win their last five kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean... It's the first night of the tournament, so you might expect some upsets. You might expect, you know, um, some heartbreaks, that sort of thing. But um, how think- small is Kato Kiyomiya going to look in that in that match with his partner Oiwa, who's a beefy boy, and then you've got Coughlin and Kid, who are both also big guys. Kiyomiya is going to be the smallest guy in that match. Yeah, he'll be okay. He's also. I mean, he'll look great, right? And, yeah, and Kiyomiya and. In Cork and I've got some Kiyomiya in Cork and stuff. That man does not lose in Cork and Hall. Hmm. Um, so it's like a thing, and I don't even know if it's an intentional thing. But it'll be so funny if he loses next yeah, week. He, well, or yeah, and he eats the pants, right? Like Monday night, like Gato's just like, you know what? I don't give a shit what you're doing over there. Yeah, what if we find out he's Oiwa's pin eater? <laughs> I know one man who will be real happy with that, and his name is Kevin Kelly. Uh, Another guy will be really happy about that is Gabe Kid. Double and dirt. Yeah, those top two are going to be fun. And honestly, Ishi, whenever Ishii gets in there with, you know, no bullshit Tomohiro Ishii, potential Hall of Famer Tomohiro Ishii, which we'll find out here in a couple of days. Um, when he's in there with um, Evil and Yujiro too, like that's typically like the lowest level of House of Torture bullshit. So. 
we'll see. We'll see how that goes. And I, honestly, that first tournament match is interesting too. With TMDK is like an established and really good tag team against Gates of Agony. Like I think that's a great um, kind of entry match for Gates of Agony too. So th- I, I, this is a great card. Nice. Um, and then the following night, we have the first night of B Block action on November twenty first, also from Corken Hall. Yuto Nakashima versus Katsuya Murashima. Oscar Luebe and uh, Hanma take on the Gates of Agony. Kiyomiya, Bolton, and Oiwa take on the United Empires, Cal Newman, Great Okan, and Hanare. Master Wato, Narita, and Umino, along with Tiger Mask, take on the Bull Club team of Coglin, Kid, Ghetto, and Ishimori. The House of Tortures, Dick Togo, Evil, and Yujiro take on TMDK. Uh, that's Fujita, Nichols, and Shane Haste. And then in tournament action, we have Suzuki and Nagata taking on Team CMLL. Um, you have Monster Sauce taking on the Rogue Army. The semi-main event is Just Five Guys versus Suji and Z. And then the main event of the evening is Bishamon versus the Gorillas of Destiny, El Phantasmo, and Hikaleo. And that is champion versus champion there. Yeah, I could see an up- upset there. Uh-huh. I'm real hyped on that Suzuki Nagata versus um, Atlantis Jr. and Soberano Jr. too. I think that's going to be under underappreciated, but uh, on the way in. But I think super appreciated on the way out, especially in Corkin. Yeah, Corkin loves the CMLL guys. Like they love Fantastica Mania. They love. I mean, like I think that that's going to be that's going to be a good time. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Monster Sauce versus the Rogue Army. <laughs> I think it's a little weird that I'm gonna go completely off that topic. I think it's weird that Suji's going to debut his tag team partner the night before. Yeah, on uh, New Japan like at the, it, on a non-tournament in that's a non-tournament a house card match. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Odd. On the A Block night, yeah. Yeah. It's just weird booking. So, I mean, maybe that does lend to the theory that it was supposed to be Shingo. Um, I I strongly like think it was. I mean, I could be wrong, but I really feel like that's the case. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that does that certainly lends itself to that. Um. Yeah, I, I think that, that there will be some cool stuff here. I mean, the, I think the Suzuki and Nagata match against Atlantis Jr. Soberano, like you mentioned, that's going to be really fun and different and very interesting. Yeah. Well, that, that's going to wrap it up for our World Tag League discussion for this week. Uh, this coming Friday, we do have New Japan Road airing. will be the first show airing on the other uh, Road. <laughs> New Japan World from uh, Yamagata Big Wing, wing uh, this Friday, November 17th. So we got Oleg Bolton, Oscar Lube, and Yuta Nakashima taking on Tenkoji and Togi Makabe. Master Wato and Toriyano taking on Gato and Taiji Ishimori. Hiroki Goto, Yo, and Yoshihashi taking on Callum Newman, Great Okan, and Hanare. Suzuki, Umino, Tiger Mask, and Nagata taking on the LIJ team of Bushi, Hiromu Shingo, and Suji. Then we'll have House of Torture taking on Doki, Sonata, Taka, and Yuomura from Just Five Guys. And then the semi-main event, which I think is going to be turned into a never six-man title match. Ren Narita, Risuke Gucci, and Tomioka Hanuma will be taking on Okada Ishii and Tanahashi. And then the main event will be the provisional KOPW title match as Show will defend against Taichi. And there was a uh, press conference today 
where uh, Sho uh, revealed what the steps would be. So Tai Chi is not allowed to pick steps, and uh, Sho has allowed House of Torture to provide the stipulations <laughs> for the fans to vote on. So evil suggestion is a lumberjack strap match. Everybody will have straps on the outside, and you know strap what kind out. of straps? You know, you know those the little belt straps when you when you, you, know, you do a strap a strap match. <laughs> the ones uh, you would use to move a refrigerator. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, then uh, Dick Togo's suggestion was a two on one handicap match, so it, it would be Sho and Dick Togo against Tai Chi. This is not for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship, so it cannot be a. Handicap match. <laughs> Uh, then Yujiro's suggestion was a special weapons officer match where Yujiro would be in charge of fairly giving weapons to Sho or Taichi. <laughs> and, and, and Sho said that he is not, he doesn't use weapons, so he's not familiar with using foreign objects. So it, it would be a, a challenge to him, and uh, Yujiro would be fair in what weapons that he, he gives to each man. And then the, the last suggestion comes from Kanamaru, a, a special ref match where Kanamaru would, would be the, the special ref. And show I, I'm, I'm all in on the special weapons officer match. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the vote just went up, so you might want to go. Have you voted yet, Jeremy? No, I, it, wow. it wasn't up uh, when we started recording, so I guess it's up like now. It went up like f- half an hour ago. What are y'all voting for? Listen, here's what I know. Show is the best at this. Whatever this is, he's so good at it. Um, I hate it, but he's great. Um, and his his insane face on all these press conference pictures, it's just really drills it and takes it home. Um, but I mean, the weapons officer match is so funny that it would <laughs> it's the, that's the only match on this list that won't make me want to bang my head against the wall because <laughs> well, it's, it's funny you asked us what we would be voting well we collectively meaning you and me jeremy we have voted for the special officers you know actually it's called the weapon keeper match according to the uh x formerly known as twitter translation but i will let you know this is real time so far, there have been over, uh, just under 9,000 votes, and 74% of the voting has gone to Kanemaru, which makes sense, because Kanemaru is probably like the actually most liked person in the group, mm. and yeah. he's got the Riz, so that's why. He's got the lead on the, on the English uh, Twitter as well, with 47%. Mm. <sighs> that's a bummer. Yeah. Well, Show did say he feels like Kanemaru will call the match down the middle, he did. He was very clear. He he'll be, he'll be a great referee. So <laughs> I guess we'll we'll see what uh gets the vote and what the the stipulation will be come Friday. So let's uh, talk about Wrestle Kingdom eighteen. We got two more matches announced for the card, and like we mentioned earlier, it is going to be starting at two thirty a.m. Eastern time, January fourth. 2024, so we already knew we were going to get the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship match with Sonata defending against Tetsuya Naito, Kazuchika Okada versus Brian Danielson 2, the three-way for the new title between Will Ospreay, John Moxley, and David Finley, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match, Hiromu defending against El Desperado, 
the IWGP Junior Tag Team title match with the Bullet Club War Dogs of Clark Connors and Drilla Maloney defending against TJP and Francisco Akira. And recently added, the NJPW World Television Championship will be on the line as Zack Sabre Jr. will defend against the ace of the universe, Hiroshi Tanahashi. And then the Never Openweight Championship will be on the line as the Dragon Shingo Takagi will defend against Tama Tonga. Thoughts on the, the, new, new, <laughs> the new matches added to the card? Uh, I mean, Zach and Tanahashi always deliver, so I'll, I'll give them that. They have delivered 11 times previously, so, yep. <laughs> um, Tanahashi fighting for the title that was intended for the young guys. For the youths. For the, so, you know, Tanahashi going back to his U30 days. Um, <laughs> it'll be... It's going to be good, like objectively good, right? Is it super exciting? Eh, maybe, right? Depends. Your mileage may vary on that one. Um, same with the Never the never Championship. I think, you know, people are always going to want the kind of Never Championship heyday to come back. Like just beefy, you know, like really awesome, you know, real aggressive matches. And, you know, I think Shingo and Tama have had two good matches um but again it doesn't really excite the fan base i I don't see the fan base clamoring for shingo tama three um in six in a six month time span right so i think again what we're seeing is uh, a wrestle kingdom that will have some great stuff on it and like everyone's going to show up and show out the way that they can right and i think Mm -hmm. Most of this looks really good, but a lot of it's repeat. And I think some of that means some of that is because we're moving on, right? We're transitioning and we're going to get some guys in place for next year where we see a lot more fresh stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, you keep tabs on what people are saying and no one's, no one's throwing, you know, fireworks at, at the, the couple of matches that were announced just now. Yeah, we yeah. have a question here from uh, Death Triangle 720. Does it feel like they are redoing Tama versus Shingo because Tama re-signed with New Japan? Uh, there's a lot of rumors out there about um, some of the some of the provisions that were put into Tama Tonga's new deal. And I'm sure y'all can, can find those if you want to. So th- those rumors do exist. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm not privy to any of those, but I think, you know, me kind of sensing that something changed recently with the booking probably falls in line with that theory as well. Yeah. Uh, then Kurtz 1987 says there isn't one first time matchup for Wrestle Kingdom after a year of committing to new talent and faction. Why does the biggest show of the year look so stale? And that's yeah. part of why I think we're going to see something with the four, you know, we'll call them the four musketeers, I guess. Whatever you want to call them. We're not calling them pillars. We're not doing that. Horsemen. But the four horsemen. Um, of heaven. Of, <laughs> it's not bad, actually. Might be, able to, might be able to swing that one. I think Ric Flair's got a patent on it, though. Mm. Um, that's that's part of why I think that those, something with those guys is going to end up on this card. Um, I hope I'm right. 
because um, it would give me something, re- you know, something fresh, something new, something exciting to, to look forward to. Uh, truthfully, I think all these matches will be good uh, and some great. And I think that the whole show is about Naito again, right? So we're doing we're doing that whole thing again, and we're gonna we're gonna run that back. And you know, I think that Okada Danielson, assuming no bones break, it's it's got match of the year potential for sure, right? So we, there's there's gonna be some really good stuff on this card. Uh, it, it, Hiromu and El Desperado deliver every time, and I think this is a a hat tip to the work that they did during the pandemic. And they finally get that big dome match with, you know, what's going to be a pretty good crowd. I mean, tickets are moving for yeah. this show. They're, they're, they're going to be uh, near 40,000. Yeah. I mean, it looks like they're, I, it, they're definitely going to break 30. I, I'd be shocked if they don't break 30 and, you know, a bunch of sections are starting to show sold out on some of the bigger ticket sellers. So uh, my, my, my pal, John Carroll has been tracking that John will be there. Um, second or third row, something like that, and so so John, John speaks some Japanese and can read through what's going on there. And um, John keeps saying, I, 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 I think <laughs> the match speaks to the Japanese audience. I think that that's yeah. the truth, right? Um, and and the Naito story is so clear, right? And Naito had a great G one, and Sonata is a great. He's a really good big match wrestler. I'm glad that Sonata will have one Wrestle Kingdom main event. I'm pretty sure it's probably his only, but um, yeah, I mean, I think the card is for the, I think the card is, is for the people who have stuck with new Japan as well as the people who are looking forward to what's next. So I hope that they do plant some of those seeds for some of those younger guys. Um, so, cause I don't, th- there's only seven matches here. I would bet we see 12, um, you know, including pre-show, you know, KOPW, Rambo, whatever. Mm-hmm. I would bet we see 12 matches or so. So I think that there is some stuff left to be added. Obviously, we're going to have a tag team title match. Well, um, so I just want to say one thing. Kurt's 1987, that would probably imply that you were born in that year, which means you're one year older than me. And, uh, you know, I don't know if that extra year has, you know, I don't know, made you loopy or something because you said that there's no first time matches and that is not true. We are getting Will Ospreay versus <laughs> John Moxley versus David Finley, the leader of the Bullet Club for some title. All right. For the first time. First time ever. Did you guys ever um you guys did you guys ever see the greatest 18 title? I've heard you talk about it before. So, yeah, in the early 90s, New Japan had a Hall of Fame that was going to be called the Greatest 18 Club, and they introduced a new belt called the Greatest 18 Championship, and it was supposed to have inscribed the name of the 18 founding members of the Hall of Fame, and it was supposed to be an IWGP title equivalent, and it, it only lasted like a year or two, and it got you know merged into the IWGP title, but what they did was they took Antonio Inoki's old WWF World Martial Arts title, and they just put like a little thing over it and covered up the part that said WWF and the part that said Martial Arts and just wrote Greatest 18 on it. It was literally <laughs> the same physical belt. <laughs> I'm hoping that whatever this new title is, they just bring out the IC title and there's just like a little <laughs> international. <laughs> yeah, they just put international over it. The IWGP International title. <laughs> 
Oh, man. I I'm curious what that title is going to be called. It's yeah, going to be man. called the AEW Japanese Heavyweight Championship. The, the All Pacific. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did see that they are. I'm not happy about either of these matches. I mean, I'll save it for, you know, our preview and of, you know, Wrestle Kingdom, but uh, these are not inspiring matches. I do like that we have a significant part of the card already, though. Yeah. Like, we're not doing this announce it after world tag league thing or you know i i i'd have to go back and look and see when all the other stuff was was announced last year or the year before but i feel like we have more of the card earlier officially like obviously those of us that pay attention like we knew where a lot of the stuff was headed the past couple of years but i don't feel like they announced everything by mid-november um almost all the title matches at least the the one thing I'll say, and I'll kick it over to Jeremy, is like I do understand what you said, Chris. You know, transition, but like last year was supposed to be a transition year. This year wasn't supposed to be to me a tra- mm. another transition year. It just feels like we've had a lot of transition Wrestle Kingdoms, and like we uh, last year felt like a it was like an in between. Yeah, another in between, and like we spent all this time building up all these guys we should be doing new things. We're not doing new things. It's not exciting. And the fan, most of the Western fan base is not that stoked about it. And I, I personally, I like just as my personal fandom, I don't want to see Tanahashi Zach 12 and I don't want to see Tamatanga. That's all. That's it. I just, <laughs> oh, wow. Um, Last year's card was, was I'm looking at it now, right? I, I looked at it too, and I understand that, that, that there was stuff, but like it just it feels like why? Listen, why last it? year's card. If you want to talk the historic, never open weight matches of Wrestle Kingdom, you you can't not talk about Tama Tonga versus Carl Anderson, mm-hmm. WWE superstar Carl Anderson. Yeah. So I mean, what what do you do? An FTR? I mean, you know. It's an, I'm not. A, I'm not going to go into like full. The company is melting mode, like Jcast. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know they brought up a great point when they're like you know uh, Sonata, David Finley, Tamatanga. These things don't feel like they're working. Most of us were very optimistic about them, and we gave them you know a chance. And it's been quite a long time now, and we're not changing. We're not audibling. Like we're just going with it. And uh, you know. It, Granted, they're selling a lot of tickets, but I I'm not looking forward to Wrestle Kingdom very much right now. Looking and yeah, there's gonna be good matches, but this just does not feel special to me. And uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people listening that probably feel the same way, honestly. Yeah, I think for me, I'm I'm excited just because it's it's Wrestle Kingdom. Like I, I know that the card is not maybe what people want, but like on one hand, I'm like it's Wrestle Kingdom. It's it's the biggest show of the year. A lot of these matches are gonna deliver. Like Chris Mc, like Okada Danielson's gonna be great. The three way is gonna be great. Hiromu Despi is gonna be great. Catch two two and Ward. Like all these matches are going to be great, but I do get that they are not the freshest matchups. They're not the hottest programs. And you know, I have been being the drama of why. What are we doing with Suji? What What are we doing with Uno? Like these guys, they had incredible matchups this year with with Will Osprey. Will elevated those guys. 
Um, I feel like they should be capitalizing on the momentum of the, the Umino match. Um, you know what? Five five point seven five stars from Uncle Dave. Um, and I do think the tactile spot thing could be cool for Umino and Narita, but if I'm them, like, all right, I'm booking Umino in a big singles match. Suji, I'm booking him in a big singles match. And so it does seem like they are a little hesitant still to, you know, they, they say they're trying to speed up the process with pushing people, but then you you have all these young, hot stars, and, you know, as of right now, none of them <laughs> are booked on the card. And, I mean, some of them are, if they don't do with Chris's idea of the four-way, they're probably, some of them are probably going to be the rainbow. No, no, my idea was not a four-way. No, no, <laughs> my idea was, and it wasn't a four-way, Jeremy. It was a fatal four-way. Mm. Also, what did uh, Dave give it? What what rating? Five point seven five. He's a coward. Dingle. So it's four six. and a half. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> cute. <laughs> Some would call that five plus. <laughs> um, I love five plus. But everything you just laid out is the reason why I. I mean, I will be disappointed if they don't do a couple of special singles matches with the 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 younger guys. Mm-hmm. Other because otherwise, you're right. What are we doing? What are we doing here? Right? Like, give me something, or I don't give them all singles matches against the next generation. Right? Oiwa and Fujita and Bolton and and Loibe, Right? Like, give them all five minute, ten minute, whatever. And and let them go to town. I think that'd be sweet too, right? Like, but I don't I don't know if there's space for that. But I've got it figured out. <laughs> so we are gonna wind up, we are gonna wind up with a four way. It's very simple. There's this thing at the beginning of the show. It's called a Rambo. <laughs> and for the past few years, the guys that are the that's last true four standing that's end true up, end up in a match. What if we end up with like. The four, ah. the four horsemen of heaven end up in the, as the final four of the Rambo, and then they main event the next night in Cork and Hall. Or they, they're not going to Cork and where the fuck they're going. That's, that, that would suck. Uh, <laughs> so they're they're gonna not even touch at Wrestle Kingdom, but they will all win. So and and know. main event. Honestly, that'd get that would get me hyped for New Year's Dash. I don't want those guys to be mucked no, up in KOPW. I, don't I mean, I want to be. Clear. It doesn't matter what you want, Jeremy. This is what you're getting. All right, that's that's what you've learned. That's what I've learned this year in New Japan. It doesn't matter what you want. You're getting this. Last year, the winners were Great Okan, Shingo Takagi, Show, and Toriano. Yeah, we're doing something new. So at least it's better than that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> I don't like that idea. That makes me sad. Yeah. Well, uh, one other thing here with the Wrestle Kingdom card, uh, Okada was uh, interviewed by Tokyo Sports and was asked uh, whether he thought a fan boat should determine which of the matches should main event this year's show. And he said he wants the world title match to top the card. But if the fans want to vote, they should be allowed. He said, I can understand if I were to say it's okay to do it, but I think the customers are starting to say that. He said, I can understand <laughs> if I say, why don't we do it? But I think the audience is saying is starting to say that. It was 10 years ago, right? I want New Japan to have IWGP fights as the main event, so I hope they will never waver. But, well... If I'm going to do it, I'll do it. I think it's okay to do as much as you want to do. 
here's I'm just going to jump right in. And that's all I'm going to say about this. I think pro wrestling media outlets that do not typically cover Japan should be very careful with machine translation and calling them quotes. Mm. Because I think you lose a lot of tone. I think you lose a lot of context. And I think that this got blown entirely out of proportion. And it's very clickbaity and it's uh, it's trash. So I don't doubt that he said something about all that, right? Right. Um, but I but think we don't that, know the context. I think that is a dangerous thing to do, and I think that the, the the outlet that reported this and put it into quotations um, without mentioning that it was machine translated, I think they did their their fan base or their their reader base a disservice. Um, you know, and in turn, you know, some key people on X or Twitter also picked up that and used it for, um, drama and clout. And I think that I, I just, I think this is the, a big non-story and I think that certain outlets and one particular writer at those out at that outlet should be very careful with doing this because it is, it blows up every time. And they never mention that it's machine translated. And again, I think you lose a lot of context. I think you lose a lot of detail. And I think it's mostly just, it's irresponsible. So that's all I'm going to say about this quote. Also, people forget that Okada lost the vote when he was (laughs) in the match with Naito. They lost the vote together. (laughs) <laughs> like people don't remember people are building that drama that it's a okada naito thing they they both lost the vote the, uh, the the big one at least so yeah that's all i gotta say about this i you know be better right be better and and not not present company right i think this is a good well, no news present, story com- and, present company right because so, the the person that was irresponsible here was Jeremy by not telling <laughs> us that it was machine generated and, you know, be better, Jeremy. But this, no, this is a story that's been around, right? And it's going around. And, and I mean, no, I love you guys, right? Obviously, like I, you know, whatever. Like, I, I think that this is worth talking about. But when I saw it on the run sheet, I knew that this was the soapbox I was going to get on because I think, you know, people like us cover this stuff and we're more careful by checking it out and we know the 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 details and 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 the a little bit of the nuance of what a google translate will 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 give us right Mm -hmm. i would never put actual quotation marks around something that is google translated i would mention that it's google translated and that i don't know the nuance of the tone right i'm going to be honest with people that pay attention to me um, and I've done that with Tokyo Sports. I've done that with, you know, anything translated from the New Japan website, from the Japanese website, because stuff usually goes up there first. And like sometimes I see it. We gotta be better about that, right? By and I, you know, not necessarily present company because I do think there's a story we talk about what's happening in the New Japan community here at on Keeping It Strong Style. You guys always have, as does Jcast, as does Okada Shorts. You know, like it's worth talking about. But I think you've got to put that big ass asterisk next to it and say, I'm not really sure that this is exactly what this dude was trying to say. And ultimately, you're putting words in Okada's mouth without really knowing what he's trying to what he's trying to get after. So, you know, we're not going to see a fan vote. Naito's main eventing like that's it's irresponsible to put that out there to, to the fan base from, 
you know, I, 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 I'm not even going to put the guy's name out there because this is not the first time that this has happened with this particular writer. And I know that they do a lot of posts um, and I know that they get a lot of clicks and I'm glad that they're cashing some checks, but you got to be better than that. Here's one thing I will say, and, and uh, everything you said was totally valid, Chris. In 2020, there was an election that took place, and there were um, speculations and accusations of uh, election tampering. And I'm just telling you that if this were to happen, and there were a way to reverse the main event from Sonata Naito to Danielson Okada, I would find a way to tamper <laughs> with this election <laughs> and ensure that th- so they should not do this because if they do i don't care how much money it takes you're buying the what, bots i'm gonna do something i'm gonna talk to tony khan and figure out who the bots are in wwe get connected to those guys <laughs> figure out how to get this shit reversed because they're, they're not gonna be able to stop the vote i'm gonna fuck up the vote <laughs> i mean we're, we're getting danielson okada in the main event of the Tokyo Dome. The problem Let's is Danielson, Danielson Okada wasn't that good the first time, so I don't have that much confidence in number two. That's how much, me either, that's how much I don't care about Sonata Naito. The match isn't also, about Sonata also, and Naito, the match is about Naito. Also, it'd be so funny to see Naito not win a vote a second time. Oh my God, it would be so funny. So this yes. time you don't, have, you don't have Nakamura and Tanahashi in the other match. You also yeah, don't have that matter, beautiful white belt. It doesn't matter who it, it doesn't is. Even exist. It doesn't matter who it is because I'm going to mess with the vote <laughs> with the box. Uh, this is a man. Do you even own a computer? Aren't you on I'm your phone on right now? I'm on a computer now? right now. It's my work computer. <laughs> no, I don't own it, but I'm on it right now. <laughs> yep. He stepped his game up. <laughs> Big AI bots over there from Josh. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, running um, your bots off your Android phone or whatever. <laughs> I'm gonna figure out how a bot works. And I'm gonna get some. <laughs> You're over there googling what is a bot. <laughs> I know what a bot is. They put porn on our on our Facebook page. On have you seen that, Jeremy? Yeah, on the uh, the wrestling squared circle. Uh, yeah, the bots keep putting porn up. I keep striking it down. So I know no, what a bot, bot is. A bot is not you. Yeah, but I'm going to get an army of bots so that I can collectively manifest that we don't have to watch Naito Sonata in the the main event. You're going to wake up at 10 a.m. on January 4th, and you're going to turn on Wrestle Kingdom, and you're going to enjoy the shit out of it. Golden roll call, middle of the card. (laughs) (laughs) What what, what would be funnier, Uh, Naito being a semi-main event? Or the roll call getting messed up again. Oh, I'm here for the roll call getting messed up again. It'd be funnier if he was in the semi-main event. (laughs) No. If that roll call gets interrupted again, whoo, the heat. And Kenta got the heat. Mm -hmm. But can you imagine the second time? Because we're not doing this again. We're not doing another Naito main event. This is it. Yeah. If they do it, it needs to be one of the young guys. Yeah. Have Suji turn on that man. Suji turns, yeah. Gene Blaster. Let's you could go. also do that after the roll call. Yeah. He calls to them get, all out there and Yeah, that would that would be the way. Yeah. Actually I think Shingo turns because they, Shingo never got a title shot. 
He should win the title and they should put him up on their shoulders. And then Suji gives him the thumbs down. Wait, in in 2020, er, did did Kenta lose the Never title earlier that night? Yeah. Didn't he lose it? He lost it to Goto. He lost it to Goto and then he came out and ruined the title. He came out and challenged for the title. So, so like, the classic thing is losing up. So, Shingo, Shingo. right. Maybe maybe that's why Shingo needed the belt so Mm. you can run it all back. I I'd be down for a Shingo. Talk. I'm down. So, but then Naito gets the roll call, and you get the next program. Heal yeah. Shingo. Mm, I'm here for that. Let's go. We just booked it. Shingo. Now Goon. you're stoked. I can see it in your eyes, Josh. I'm stone faced right now, literally. <laughs> <laughs> I have no emotion about this. Uh, all right, let's move on. Uh, we're gonna just go over really quickly. Uh, New Japan Lone Star Shootout, which happened last. Why would Friday. we go over it quickly? We need to go in depth because we're <laughs> one of the only people that watched it. Uh, yeah, there was only there was like forty five people in the crowd. Yeah, including uh, Floyd. <laughs> this was the actual first live show on on the new New Japan World. That's that's true. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Japanese commentary only english over on uh fight tv uh so the show opened up we had the strong survivor match uh matt vandegrift defeated barrett brown and this is one of the questionable bookings here in the pre-show banger uh, <laughs> uh barrett brown was like an established character on new japan strong stray dog army and he he got stuck in a strong survivor match where it's you it's a kind of like a winner loser goes home. So like, is he just done now with New Japan? I mean, he's been coaching at the academy, right? He's been, he, so maybe he's gonna coach. How did how did Matt Vandegrift win this? Get this match? He won. He, the, he won the last strong survivor match from yeah. Fighting Spirit Unleashed. Yeah, well, he's the Fighting Spirit champion of New Japan now, so. <laughs> The strong spirit. What is it called? The strong survivor. Strong uh, be a survivor. Be a survivor. Yeah, he's be a survivor. Like he <laughs> won that one year. He, he's the champion of be a survivor now. <laughs> um, then after that, we had uh, Fred Rosser defeating Filthy Tom Lawler, thirteen minutes and three seconds. Another questionable uh, slotting there. Well, the good thing is we got that post match angle where they. We're showing animosity, but also respect against one another, which was for sure leading to them being a tag team in World Tag League. But it didn't happen, so I don't know what the fuck this was. I don't know why it was on the opener. Again, the disrespect to Team Filthy, they need to just go somewhere else. Like, I don't know, because this company does not give a fuck. Yeah, uh, I'll see, you know, one of the, the top feuds from the strong brand and one strong match of the year two years in a row. Opening pre-show, game in 13 minutes. It, it, it was a fine matchup, but yeah, they deserve more, and it'll be interesting to see yeah, where both these guys uh, go from here. Uh, then we had Atlantis, Mascarada, and Tiger Mask defeating Hechicero, Rocky Romero, and Ultimo Guerrero. Uh, seems like they were teasing a uh, future program between Rocky and Mascarada 2.0. I well, they did face off in the finals of that. Uh, I think it was the Leata de Plata um, tournament this past year, where Mascara Dorada beat uh, Rocky to mm-hmm. win the tournament, and that's one of the best mat- like excursion matches of the year. So, 
Uh, I watched this match with a training partner of mine, and this is one of my favorite things that happened in the entire night, and I'll never forget it. At one point, all the guys are on the outside, and Atlantis hits the ropes on the opposite end like he's going to do a plancha to everybody. And just before he gets to the point to dive, he stops and unironically steps through the ropes and then does the most half-assed crossbody <laughs> you've ever seen in your entire life. <laughs> and my training partner is like, that's a Josh Smith spot. He's like, that's exactly what you would do if you were wrestling right now. Oh, man. Hey, that man was not trying to get hurt in front of 45 people. <laughs> I love this match. I, I, It was so much fun. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was a fun match. Hey, Mosca Dorada 2.0. I think he's raw. Uh, one with Shooting Star Press. Uh, I think he's dope. Very raw. Like, green. There was quite a few, like, mistakes he made, but he is, like... That's sort of the style, of though. <laughs> so. No, 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 no. He was fucking up a lot in that match. <laughs> I, just, like, I just chalked it up to, like, well... Lucha gonna lucha. <laughs> yeah, he's lucky. Hechicero was like saving his ass a lot of times in that match. Yeah, Hechicero's so great. Oh yeah, dude. The way his submission, his tr- whole transition stuff was awesome. And yeah, he was a great base for uh, Dorada's high flying stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, then after that, we had uh, a notice qualification match with Toro Yano defeating the bad boy Joey Janela. This is a match that happened. It was. I thought it was going to be funny, but then it was just more hardcore than funny. I don't know. It, it, it didn't exist where I thought it should be. It should have been one or the other. It was kind of a little bit of both. I don't know. Yeah. Got uh, to have a plunder match on the U.S. shows. Got to do it. That is, that's exactly what it was. They, they had to have a plunder match. You got to do it. And you couldn't do it with Kingston. Yeah. And, and couldn't do it with Rosser. So... Call in the plunder master, Joey Janela. Yeah, yeah, match was fine. Uh, yeah, Yano ends up uh, getting the win here. It's a I low. was surprised that Yano won. I wasn't. I don't know why I was surprised <laughs> by that, but I was. Like, I saw it happen. I was like, oh, Yano won. One quick thing, and I know other people didn't have this issue. Maybe it was just me, but my, my feed went out like 14 times during me watching this event, and I've never had it any feed drop while I was watching New Japan World. So I know it's a new uh, app and everything. And also it was choppy the entire time. Like it was like lagging. And uh, I don't know. I've never I, had that happen before. Honestly, it's going to sound weird. I had this on on like three different TVs as I was just like doing stuff around the house. And I didn't have a single issue. Wow. So Apple TV app, I guess. I, I also had it on my phone at some point because I was just wandering around my backyard with my dogs. So um, I was really just trying the app, truthfully, um, and this was my best chance to do it. So I, I loaded it up and made sure I could get logged in on all my various devices, and and I didn't have a single issue with the with the feed. So, um, must have been a you thing, man. You gotta get your bots on it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it's, not, it's not me. It's New Japan. They suck. <laughs> Glad I, you're here. I have TV Asai. <laughs> I had the fight TV. But we can feed. talk about TV SAE all we want. <laughs> <laughs> I had the uh, fight TV feed, and it was actually fine for me. So, <laughs> yeah, I've watched. I watched a little bit of the fight TV feed too, and it was like the audio was good. Everything was well balanced. It's a wild experience. I it's very different. It was just Maybe, super dark. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well. Now, now if they could just get some bodies in there and raise the lights up a little bit, yeah. <laughs> 
so after that, we had a uh, bull club team of Alex Coughlin, Chase Owens, and Clark Connors, and Gabe Kidd defeating uh, the team of Tamatanga, Tangaloa, and the Jet Setters, Kevin Knight, and Kushida. So Kushida's the loser. Yeah. <laughs> what a weird run Kushida's had since he's been bad. By weird, I mean terrible. Like, he came back, they kind of hyped his return, and then this. Like, this is what we're doing. It's very strange. He pissed somebody off. That man got hand put him out disease and... Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it was a wrap after that. <laughs> Some someone's like a germaphobe, like like a freak, like Vince McMahon. He's like, God damn, that guy's got hand, foot, mouth disease, and like, well, he doesn't have any more. He's losing tonight. Tell him he's doing the job. <laughs> he's nasty. He's also, but he's 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 also coaching at the academy. I thought. Yeah, he's the. I think he's the the advanced the advanced class uh, trainer. Yeah. Mm. So, I yeah. <laughs> job's a job, I guess. Yeah. Uh, then we have the strong open weight tag team title match. ELP and Hikaleo defeated the West Coast Wrecking Crew 12 minutes and two seconds. So, yeah, this was the, the big build after they had attacked the champions the last show, demanded a match, tired of all these uh, throwing together tag teams, getting the spotlight, but they were not able to get the job done here. Uh, disappointed, but not surprised. Match was pretty good, though. Match was fine, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I was like, I watched this show with the Japanese commentary because it was free, and then I had a buddy over, and I was drinking, so like, I was not really paying that much attention. I was. This was kind of just like a we're hanging out watching it, but like shit's happening. But we were just also shooting the shit, so I probably should have had a more objective mind. But like, I was just like, damn, West Coast Wrecking Crew lost. That sucks. Yeah, I mean, there's not a ton here that's really advancing a lot of stuff. So, I mean, I can understand why people didn't watch this or go to this or really sink their teeth into it. Uh, so, yeah. Royce Isaacs was looking cut, though. Yeah, looking jacked, yeah. Yeah, he's vascular. He was, ready. he was ready for that World Tag League run. Mm-hmm. Sucks. So after that, we had uh, Mystico defeating TJP. Uh, a really good matchup here. Uh, Mystico, he's been on a good run since he's been back in CMLL. TJP, super fluid, uh, great guy uh, in the ring. And so, yeah, it was, it was a fun matchup. Yeah, I think this was probably like my favorite match of the night. I just, I liked it a lot. Yeah, yeah. mine too. So yeah, the Mystico uh, got the win uh, with the La Mystica. Tapping out uh, TJP. Then we had a strong overweight title match. Eddie Kingston defeated my man Satoshi Kojima. 10 minutes and 43 seconds. It, this was fine. I felt like this was a match where these two guys were like, not going to go all out. There's like 50 people out there. so <laughs> There were there are more than 50 people there. but um, There was 55 people there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm... I I like the Eddie Kingston stuff, but I like him way more when he's chasing. Mm-hmm. So Eddie, I just think he's inconsistent. Sure, I want. I also want him to wrestle like non legends every now and then. Hey, he's he's doing his his bucket list tour. He, he's getting all the legends. You know, hey, the thing yeah. is, is like. 
Yeah, but his bucket list looks a lot different than Danielson's. (laughs) And I much prefer the Danielson bucket list. (laughs) He has to win right now. Like, he has to win all his matches. And if he's, like, facing the young guys, he's going to beat them. So I'm fine with it. He might as well just beat up the legends. Yeah. <laughs> well, it looks like he's going to get a, a young person next, actually. So after he won the match with the Northern Lights bomb, Gabe Kidd came out That's and true. attacked him, uh, said he wants to uh, challenge for the championship. Uh, so, you know, he's mentioned that Finley says bring uh, belts and bodies, and he that he's going to bring both. So I don't know. If they that... had a they had a match, right? They had yeah. they had incredible. Really yeah, right. I I think that's one of the best matches in the history of Strong. Yeah. You think they do that at? Battle in the Valley? Wrestle Kingdom. You think? I don't know for a fact, but, you know, there is a part of me that thinks they they might do that. I, I was being facetious a moment ago, but, you know. Maybe. Like, he's probably going to want to work the Tokyo Dome, and, like, Tony Khan's probably going to push for that. Yeah, and it's a way to get, I mean, get kid something to do if mm-hmm. he wins. Um, yeah. That would change all of our thoughts about Tag League. A little bit, but not mine. Maybe. I think they could still be. They the still box. go to the semis or the final, even. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I, I think that could excite some people. And kid, and it puts kid in a good spot. Mm-hmm. He's been so great. That dude's the real leader of the Bullet Club. <laughs> like, that's my, that's my leader. <laughs> that's my dog for real. We're talking, we're talking about elections. The real leader of the Bullet Club is the friends we made along the way. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't think that aligns with the Bullet Club's uh, way of business. Well, uh, speaking of Bullet Club, they uh, ate a L the next match. Dave Finley and Kenta <laughs> losing to uh, John Moxley and Wheeler Utah of the Blackpool Combat Club. What happened here is, like I said earlier, I was not paying full attention, but then suddenly Dave Finley came on the screen and I was like, Shh. everyone stopped talking. Let's lock in. Dave Finley's on the screen. We need to hone in on what's happening. And we waited with bated breath and anticipation. And when this match was over, I everything I had said previously about not wanting to see the triple threat was completely subsided. I'm now totally bought in to John Moxley and David Finley and Will Ospreay. What an incredible preview match. Hmm. Yeah, it was so good. I was hoping they would take Will out the match and just be <laughs> Moxley versus Finley. That's what, that's what we really actually. Mean. That'd be a sweet match. I'd be. I would be excited about that. <laughs> not without. I would. <laughs> no, no, not on Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> Put that on like uh, you know, New Japan Road on a road. <laughs> Ro- road to road. Yeah. Yeah. Put that shit on some road. <laughs> What they should, I mean, those two guys should just fight each other for the right to face Will Ospreay, and then Dave Finley loses, and then we just get Moxley and Ospreay. I can get, I mean, that'd be great. It was great. I sat there in the Odium in Villa Park, Illinois, and I watched it mm. when it happened. It was lovely. I think I'm the only person that saw it too because that was a show that was very choppy on Fight TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they, they try to build some, uh, you know, momentum and interest here for the uh, the three way, but. Not sure if that was uh, quite accomplished here, but uh, yeah, Moxley and Wheeler uh, get the win. 
Then after that, we had Zack Sabre Jr. successfully defending his TV title against Speedball Mike Bailey. 14 minutes, 54 seconds. I would say this is probably match of the night right here. Oh, yeah. This rocked. As expected. It was, it, it was good. They they did do a time limit tease, which they haven't been doing a lot of with the TV title matches recently. So I did appreciate that. I thought they were going to time. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, it got down right down to the wire. In yeah, the, and I was sure they were going to try to, you know, kind of protect Bailey a little bit and, and go to time, but um, but no dice. Zach wins in the in the final six seconds. Yeah, thought it was a really fun match. The crowd really woke up for this one. Lots of great submission stuff from Zach. Uh, speedball, of course, doing his thing, the kicks, the shooting star, the flips, and stuff like that. And so, yeah, it was a really fun matchup. Probably should have been the main. Yeah. Then a uh, semi-main event, we had the IWGP women's title. Uh, Mayu Iwatani defeated Stephanie Baker 11 minutes and 28 seconds. It's good. Yeah, another, another good matchup here. Uh, you know, a lot of people really behind Stephanie Baker after the mercedes Monet match. So, yeah, this was a good match. I feel like on a bigger stage or even in Japan you know, on a stardom show, the match probably would have been better and gone over more but uh for this stage i thought yeah it, it was still pretty good and then the main event was the never open weight title shingo takagi successfully defending against trent beretta 25 minutes 44 seconds <laughs> <laughs> it was this was fine it was long everything on the show was fine like but nothing really I don't know, stood out or blew me away, honestly. It was just like, it was a show. Yeah, I think if you're going back to it, Mystico TJP was good and Zach Mike Bailey. Like, those are the matches to watch if you want to get a vibe on, you know, the top stuff from the show. Yeah, I I felt the Shingo Trent match was paced very weird. Main event event pacing. They did work hard. Trent has stamina. That dude's always been able to go long. Um, yeah. Shingo had a cowboy hat. Yeah, which we uh, got a question from Dan Coffin. Where does Shingo Takagi rank on the list of cowboy wrestlers? Right he's under up Stan there. Hansen. <laughs> yeah, he's under Stan Hansen. It's like Stan Hansen, Bradshaw, Shingo. He's higher than Bob Orton. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have him higher than Bob Ellis. He's up there. So, yeah. Um Post-match, Shingo was confronted by Tamatanga, where it was solidified that we were for sure getting Shingo and Tamatanga. Woo! And the crowd, the crowd, went, the crowd went. went mild. <laughs> the crowd went. Yeah. Home. <laughs> the crowd went home. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that was a Lone Star shootout. Go watch it. <laughs> go go uh, pay twenty bucks on Fight TV. Uh, so we have a question here. Uh, Def Triangle Seven Twenty says, "Would it be better if New Japan cut the U.S. shows down to a two-hour format instead of three hours long?" No, cut cut a lot of the Japanese shows down from four hours to three hours. These shows are fine. They they happen like quarterly. Uh, probably maybe a little more than that. I mean, this one, I think the part of the problem with this show is that they had just done the Vegas show. Yes. And the Vegas show 
was good. I mean, like, I think the Vegas show landed more than this. Definitely, yeah. Um, and then this one just kind of, it came together quickly. There's enough on it that it was fine. But um, I think you want to, you want a little more separation, right? You want, you want to do like six of these shows a year. Yeah. And I think that that's like the right amount to weave in a little bit of domestic storyline, weave in some of the, you know, strong title stuff. Um, I just want higher quality. Yeah. And, and, it, and you stop know, the, going to Texas. The next one's usually, you know, Battle in the Valley's typically been, I almost want to say it's been the best U.S. show over the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, the most consistent, at least, where like somebody big comes over. They did Tanahashi Okada. They had Mercedes do her match there last year. Then they did uh, like a Jonah match on there. They did the yeah 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 Jonah Okada right. I think so. Yeah. They had Jay White's last match was at Battle in the Valley last year. So like big stuff sort of happens on that show. Now that that show this year is nine days after Wrestle Kingdom, so I don't know if that's sort of the fallout. Um. But I'm interested to see what they do with the booking of that one. But, you know, I mean, they they do. I would like to see them move these shows around a little bit. Right. We've got a bunch of shows in Garland, Texas. We've had this battle in the valley every year. Um, There's they I think it would it would be a benefit to them to, you know, to move some of these shows to different markets. Um yeah, I think that that would be that would be key to be to getting people excited about them again. Yeah, I think yeah. too, like r- running it in like some of those old Ring of Honor Northeast yeah. markets. Like, why are they not going like twenty three hundred arena? Like some of these towns where well, you know, have. I know they have in the past, but like re- I feel like in the last year or two, like they haven't really. I mean, at this just, point, really, they it's did, they just did two nights at the twenty three hundred arena. Oh, that was yeah. for the All Star. You know, okay, yeah. I, you know, I think you follow right now, you follow where impact's been running. Mm. So, you know, in Chicago, you go to Cicero stadium and, um, you know, any that that's their, that's their buddy, their buddy venue. Now. Um, I think there's a lot of stuff on the East coast. They haven't run New York city in a while. Um, you know, New York is famously, you know, expensive to run, but it's kind of their favorite city. So, you know, I think I think they were probably disappointed with the rumble on 44th Street um, last year. Mm-hmm. And so they, you know, I guess they are moving some stuff around. But, um, yeah, I mean, surprised they haven't come back to Chicago. I'm surprised they haven't run New York City in a while. Um, you know, and then there's a bunch of other markets, right? I mean, even you guys down in Tampa, like you guys, typically people show up for that stuff. Um you know, and they were running around doing strong tapings at a lot of these places. But uh, you know, a show with some excitement and a couple titles, I think you could you could pull in a thousand people in some of these markets. You mm-hmm. could pull in a thousand people in Chicago, no doubt. Give us better, more. They they said quality over quantity. Give us better quality. Stop going to Texas. Stop <laughs> going to Texas. Yeah, it's, it is, it's not a great market for. It's not Japan. working. I mean, it didn't work in Dallas for the G one. Yeah, like if the G one is not drawing, like New Japan strong. Yeah, yeah, it's not it. It's not it. Yeah. Um, 
Are we ready to jump in the news? Uh, one last thing. Uh, last commission, 7252, said the U.S. shows for New Japan Strong are way too long for it to be four hours. Would you lower the time of the matches and keep it seven to eight matches or lower the match card and keep it to a standard six to seven matches? Well, Same I mean, it, it, it's not really four hours. It, there was a pre-show and then it's a three-hour main card, which is pretty normal. But I think these shows need to be that eight-match, like, core... Uh- I'm Cor- fine like with that. Corkin style, two and a half hours. You know, I mean, you know, those Corkin Corkin Hall shows typically land two and a half. Maybe they they eke up to three if you've got a really big main event. But like a road to Corkin show, it's going to be two and a half hours. It's going to be eight matches. I think like that's that's the formula that works. Just do that. Yeah. Throw one big title match, like a real title match, on it. Make it make it count. Make it something. Maybe you do two, right? Because you got all these different strong titles and the women's title and all that stuff. But like, you know, get get your format down. I know you want to get a bunch of guys some work, but like, clearly that's not what this is about. Yeah, I mean, halfway through this card, I'm like, oh my gosh, how many more matches are left? Uh, so yeah, I think they could definitely trim down the cards and allow guys to have more time in matches, but then not have like you know, 10 matches on the main card. Nice. Well, what a review for Lone Star Shootout. (laughs) We're going to move on to the news. So the first bit of news here, the new app has launched. We had a question from Death Triangle 720. He said, should New Japan have waited another year before the the new launch of the app? Why? Yeah, I I don't see a reason why they would. I think that a lot of people initially have had dissatisfaction with you know uh the things that are on the way that are not here yet honestly i think a lot of that is probably just uh impatience because they are going to roll out all a lot of the features that we had in on the old app that stuff is coming but i'm very happy with the fact that we do have hd i'm happy about a new interface i think like the app is working pretty well and like, it's not a yeah, new interface, it's an interface. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, for years, for years, it's been, we need an app. We need to, an Apple TV app. We need a phone app. Yeah. It's here. Yeah. Get, get fucking stoked. Get into it. Like this, like, I know. It only took archi- nine years. I know the archive isn't up, right? And like, yes, I would be, it, it will be way more fun to go through the archive in this format than it was in the last format it's it'll come you'll get there right, right? I mean, but it, i'm sure the data that tv asahi and new japan has is that most of what people use the app for is pretty recent right mm-hmm. not a lot of people are digging into you know <laughs> you know the archives i i do wish they would have launched with like 2017 on instead of 2021 on um, you know, because then you get most of this kind of recent golden era, mm-hmm. but then someone's going to bitch that they don't have the Wrestle Kingdom nine or something, you know, like everyone's always going to want something else. Let me tell you what, there's a lot of places to find that stuff. If you really want it and it'd yeah. be a little bit easier to manage yourself. I mean, there are some things like search functionality is not great. And That's I'm sure there was <laughs> no, I mean, like it doesn't work like at all. It, it works the same as it did on the last one. No, it, it's no, it's no. I typed, well, in, I typed in Will Osprey and nothing came yeah, out. Yeah, well, nothing comes up. Because nothing's broken out into matches. <laughs> right, exactly. They're, not gonna, they're, not gonna, they're probably not going to do that for the archives. That would be my bet. They're not going to break out all those matches. 
Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I, I think they will. They had it on the old app, but I think it's just going to take time for all that stuff to come and catch well, up. And like then they should have waited three years because that's how long that's going to take because that's a billion different files that are probably mostly unnecessary when you could just timestamp them. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I mean, I think a lot of what we've seen from the app is positive personally. So I think the app's uh, great. I've watched more random New Japan stuff in the last whatever week that it's been up than I ever had before because I can just flip it on. And I just like thumb through and I'm like, oh yeah, I like that match. I'll watch that again. Yeah, I, I'm I'm digging it so far. I think the interface is, is good. It works. I think it's very user-friendly. It's clean layout. And I think as time goes on, it's going to grow and get better. And uh, with that... I do have one complaint. Hmm. I do, me personally, I don't like uh, the fast-forward feature. They have like a... a two and then eight and then like 16 but it doesn't matter how fast you make it 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 doesn't go very fast at all it takes forever to fast forward and that's and interesting. Hopefully, hopefully it updates but like you know for me if i'm like watching a show and and they don't have the matches like broken out and you want to get to the main event it takes a really long time to get to that main event and you don't know where it's at yet so hopefully they do add time time stamps and that sort of thing yeah, and also with this new app uh, brought the end of the NJPW EXT. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to Danny, all the work that he did over the years with that uh, the EXT and you know making New Japan World usable with that extension. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I wanted to say something in the beginning, but I didn't want to uh, bury the lead with Kevin Kelly and you know upstage him. But um, yeah, thank you, Danny, for everything that you've done and supporting this show and. Uh, Hopefully, we're able to work together again in the future. So, yep. um, November. I will, my, I will hit my fast forward 30 seconds uh, one last time now when I listen to keep this down. <laughs> November I had it 11. down to science. I, like, I like, knew. I was like, I'm starting it. I'm going to hit it like eight times. And then I'm going to land exactly where, where Jeremy says, Josh, how you doing? <laughs> November 11th would see... Uh, Anjo Rainy Days, Kazushiko Kata's homecoming event sell out of the Tosho Arena in Anjo City. There was no broadcast, no video of the event. It was designed for Okada's hometown crowd to witness an extra special card announced on the day of. So basically mystery vortex. But the main event of the event um, saw the never open weight six-man tag team titles defended against the Just Five Guys team of Sonata, Yui Moore, and Taichi. Post-match, the champions were confronted by Tomaki Hanma, Ren Narita, and Ryazuki Taguchi. And Friday in Yamagata, Hanma's home, uh, own homecoming, uh, they're going to see them facing off with the champs. And they did request to make that match a title match for the Never Openweight title. So um, probably why Jeremy was saying earlier he thinks that match is going to be switched. So mm-hmm. um, New Japan has also announced their touring schedule for January and February. 2024 with these major events announced the new beginning in Nagoya on January 20th, new beginning in Osaka, February 11th, Fantasca Amania running from February 12th to February 19th, new beginning in Sapporo, February 23rd, and new beginning in Sapporo again on February 24th. Um, other news, Satoshi Kojima is set to wrestle at MLW's one shot later next month. MLW has now confirmed that Kojima will face Tom Waller at the event. Let's so. go. Bread Part club, baby. Strap Part him up. That. The greatest that. MLW champion ever. 
part of that major uh, partnership with MLW, you know? Yeah. So, um, and then finally here in the news, Alex Schilling and super Chris Saban will take on, um, uh, Zach Saber jr. And, uh, Josh Alexander and Josh Alexander at final resolution on December 9th, live on impact plus YouTube and fight from the Don Kalov arena in Toronto, Canada. Jeremy, you got to put the actual names, not just their Twitter handles. I'm like, who the fuck is walking? Well, hey, man, I, I copied and pasted straight from Twitter. I figured by now you would know that Josh Alexander is the walking weapon. <laughs> I know I know he is, but I'm just like, who the f-? like, I'm reading it. And I'm like, who the fuck is walking weapon? <laughs> All right, that's going to do for the news. All right, uh, some few questions here, then we'll get out of here. MDS PR says, who from NJPW should appear in AEW's G1? Uh Pardon Nobody. me, that's the G2. It's the grade two climax. <laughs> there was a G2 climax once, actually. So it's the G6. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't nobody. They've only got 12 spots. They really should not have anybody from New Japan at all. Uh, no, yeah. I don't think anyone's free. Yeah, I mean you got Watch I, Tanahashi get booked for the <laughs> For the six matches or whatever, like what, not that wouldn't surprise me at all. I, I I wouldn't be surprised, but they should not do that. They, like no, they should. Please don't do that. But also, it wouldn't surprise me at all, no. and it would be I'll be I'll cackle when it happens. Uh, question here from Barry Walsh: Could I get some help from your Oracle knowledge? I know who the aces of the company have been throughout the games, but can't seem to find out who the dark aces were apart from Nakamura and possibly Naito and Chono. Can you let me know who they were? I want to do a deep dive over the holidays. You know, I think I had this like all memorized, like not too long, a a while back, but like, uh, so it probably starts with Ricky Choshu. Right. And then after Choshu, you'd say like Chono. And then after Chono, it's probably Tenzan. And then after Tenzan, um, Probably like Nakamura and then Naito. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's about how I would timeline it. And I don't think we're missing it. It's really a bunch of guys who didn't have big runs with the IWGB title, but had great G1s. Yeah. And then yeah. won a bunch of G1s. I mean, honestly, because it made them into these major threats. Um, but they never really went over the hump and had like a really established title run or, or series of title runs. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think if there was like, of, anybody before Choshu that would have like fit the bill for that. And I, I'm not sure that there was, I mean, the, the three big names would have been like uh, Sakaguchi and um, strong Kobayashi, but I don't know. Maybe maybe Sakaguchi, hard to say. Young Line ninety five says, could a forbidden door do well in Japan since one fourth of their wrestlers wrestled in NJPW and familiar guys from NJPW could do well at Ryogoku Sumo Arena or at the Tokyo Dome? I think that if it's promo- it promoted, right? Yeah. And I think but I think you see a lot of those matches already peppered into just traditional New Japan shows. It's not like AEW where you don't really see that until Forbidden Door, right? Mm-hmm. You see guys like Moxley come over. You've had Jericho come over, and now Jericho's doing stuff with DDT. Like, you see a lot of that stuff just land on 
you know, New Japan proper shows. So I don't know that they may not feel the need to do that in Japan. So, and, but I do think if they tried to or wanted to, they would do something, uh, something more like Ria Goku um, or maybe Budokan, right? So you yeah. do something a little bit different. Um, I don't know that that's a Tokyo Dome level show um, for that, for the domestic audience over in Japan. Um, I think it, it could get there, right? If you really went for it, it could. Um, but it would have to be a card at the level of Forbidden Door in the U.S. And I just don't think that I don't. I just don't think that they've got. I don't. I don't, I don't see that in the cards. Um, but something I think it would be neat to do a crossover, even a couple of Corkins with some mid, you know, mid-level stuff like they used to do with with Ring of Honor or Rev Pro. Um, you know, and like they just did with Strong, you know, maybe Corkin's too small for that, but it could it'd be a hot crowd. Yeah, uh, I re- I recently did a Google, um, like a Google search. What's it called? Google trends. search. Yeah, Google Trends. Um, trends I was yeah. talking with a buddy, and I, we were kind of looking at the different um, Japanese pro companies where they stand recently, and just for like shits and giggles, I put in WWE and. Uh, WWE was like kind like pretty close to a lot of the secondary Japanese uh, companies in terms of Google trends. But then I put in AW and it was like way below everything, like, hmm. like crazy below. And I was like, Oh shit. Like <laughs> they're not searching for this over there. And like, I'm sure that people do know about it. It's in the magazines and stuff, but uh, I think that they, could probably do like a sumo hall or something like that with new Japan, but they would need to really promote it. Right. If they were going to do that, they would need to do, they would need to do forbidden door in Japan with the same level of show. Yeah. I think it's a a lot of the advertisement. The the emphasis would have to be on Kenny Omega is coming to Japan. Chris Jericho is coming to Japan. Like, all these top guys that the Japanese audience is familiar with use those guys as the draws uh, for the show and not necessarily like the AEW branding. Uh, Last Commission 7252 says, do you think New Japan will release the footage of the Rainy Day Anjo show or at least the main event in a few days or in a week, just like the Nagata show where he faced Okan last year? They waited a couple days to release the footage of that show. Maybe. But um, it'd be nice if I don't have to review it. So. <laughs> <laughs> if it if they taped it, and they probably did, um, maybe. I feel like it would have gone up already, though. Yeah, well, it sounds like it, it was just a special house yeah, show for Okada's hometown. I hope Hanma pins Okada on New Japan Road. Do you think that trio goes the into title. the? Do you think Okada, Tanahashi, and Ishii go into Wrestle Kingdom as champs, or somehow they get it off of them? Uh, I know it doesn't really. It, it wouldn't matter. Matter, but I don't know. It's, I, it, I, it is this they, weird. I think they go in as champs, um, yeah. and then you pick back up with them in the yeah. new beginning. Shoot, I disagree. I think that, Battle I think, in the Valley. Yeah, I think we're gonna see. You know. Um, a, a special roll up victory. Hama is going to pin Okada. Mm. <laughs> Let's go to Gooch. I mean, Taguchi's got a long history with the Never Six Man. Yeah. Uh, Adam Sensei A2 says If you could have dinner with any New Japan wrestler alive or dead, 
which restaurant would you take Yota Suji <laughs> to and would you pay or split the bill? He pays it with his smile. So it's all done. If he pays, you have to put out. So <laughs> And we all know that gene blasts is not easy to take. <laughs> so you best you best put that card on the table. <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> uh the broken poet uh one says it's me bash I'm behind on everything in the past two months. Anything that's a must watch from Royal Quest onwards that I need to check out, that's a must. Cheers, lads. Bash. Nope. Uh I it's mean, all it, it's all Yeah, you gotta watch Osprey. And Umino, yeah. Osprey eh, Umino. It's mid. You don't need to watch none of that. You Get can just out of here. Just jump into World Tag League. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, Os- top two, top two from Royal Quest, really good. Yeah. Osprey Umino is really good. I mean, honestly, Power Struggle was a great show, um, in general. So pick, pick your favorite guys and follow them around. Yeah, go to Cage Match and look up the the highly rated matches. That's what I do. Yeah, sort by the uh, the day filter. Yeah, get all your plus five matches. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, that's the last question. Uh, that's going to wrap it up. Chris, thank you for uh, coming on. It was uh, last-minute uh, booking and scheduling. and Had to make it happen. Yeah, so glad to have you. Go ahead and uh, plug your stuff. Tell our listeners where they can find you online, anything you got going on. Yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter, at the Chris Samsa. You'll probably hear that less going forward um, from our pal Kevin Kelly, though I'm, I'll be around. I'll still be doing what I've been doing. Um, no, no change to my schedule. So I will be uh, helping out and, and sending things along to, uh, to my pals at the broadcast table. Um, I'm working on a bunch of stuff. At some point, I'll be on here plugging all sorts of cool stuff, um, which is more gets more and more imminent. Uh, I think we're gonna we're putting together a way for people to interact with the statistics and data like I do. Um, so we're gonna have something online here, hopefully maybe by the end of the year or beginning of next year. So that's kind of I'm working with a web developer to make that happen to translate everything I've got into some pretty big databases and and um, you know make things filterable for people to kind of look at things the way I do. So it, it's gonna be pretty neat. The beta version are pretty neat um we're working on stabilizing and then formatting and, and making it look nice and and all that so that's kind of often into the distance but otherwise yeah find me on twitter or x at the chris sampson and and otherwise that's um that's kind of the best place to find me these days nice so well, yeah guys make sure you, you follow chris check him out uh so yeah thanks again for uh, joining us chris and i'm sure we'll have you back on some point uh for wrestle kingdom uh preview so you know we're just a few, as is tradition yeah we're just a few months away from the, the tokyo dome well that's gonna wrap it up next week we'll be back to review new japan road and the first night of world tag league if you enjoyed today's show please consider making a donation visit social suplex.com slash donate and click on the donate button under the keeping a strong style logo Make sure to connect with us on social media on X. We are at KI Strong Style. You can follow the network at Social Suplex. You can follow me at Jeremy L. Donovan on Facebook, facebook.com slash social suplex. Also find us in the Wrestling Squared Circle Facebook group on Instagram. 
We are at Social Suplex on Reddit. I'm the pro black guy. Josh is keeping a strong style. You can email me, Jeremy at socialsuplex.com. Check out all the other shows that we have here on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. One Nation Radio hosted by Rich Latta and James Boyd. All Things Elite with Floyd Johnson Jr. and Austin Sumowitz. Imps WWE Adventure with the implications Matthew Mayer. And Wrestling Art with Chris Things. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating and review. And we will catch you next week on Keeping It Strong Style. The Ace of Podcasts. It's your bone. Thank you for listening to Keeping It Strong Style. We'll see you next time. See you next time.